Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Witch, uh, witchers? <laughs> Hello, watchers, listeners, and purveyors of all things Dungeons & Dragons. This is There Will Be Dungeons. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz, John Jagger, Kristen, Kyle. We're all here. The gang's all here. And because of that, there's stuff to talk about. For example, a quick email from a listener before we get going with our adventure. That email came to us from... Uh, okay, the guy's name is... Here it is. Josh. And he said a very nice thing. He said, I've been a fan of the instance for years. And when I heard that Scott was doing a D&D podcast, I thought, hmm, I'll give that a quick listen. Despite the fact that I've never played a game of game of D&D in my life, I was hooked immediately. Love the show from start to finish. Always bummed when it's over and have to wait another week to get another fix of Pixie Blush. Anyway, keep up the great work and I enjoy, and enjoy this illustration I did. Now, sometimes people say that and I'll go, oh, that'll be cool. I'm looking forward to this this uh average illustration someone will send me and not that you'd all do average art i'm just saying you know sometimes you're just like oh more art okay put it on the pile we'll check it out later kind of thing it's like gifts at a wedding i'm digging my hole deeper here probably mm-hmm. but anyway yeah, everyone does brilliant further, art and every time further further new, yes i well, am amazed this by is it. all true so he sent in this image chat room which only you'll see listeners at home you'll have to uh check out the video or the website i'll put it up on there a little bit later he drew this image, which is this great. Oh, you know what? I'll put it in. Uh, I'll put it in so you guys can see it too. I think I think I sent it in the Slack. But anyway, did this great take on uh, stylized take on us, and I love it. It's one of my favorite things anyone's done. And so I said, "Dude, I'm showing this on the show." So that'd be great. I'd be honored. So there you go, Josh. We're showing it off. People on the video can see it uh, live and later on YouTube. And then that got me to thinking about something cool that John had done. Uh, John, what's the story behind this in terms of who did it and why is it rad? Yeah, so I thought it would be fun to uh, have a commission done of Stanley Billings. Kind of get my... There's been a lot of interpretations of the character and I've liked seeing all of them. And I wanted an opportunity to kind of have my take uh, done. And we've had a lot of talented artists, all very good. Uh, helping dig Scott out of this hole, mm-hmm. um, and, but I wanted to uh, I wanted to enlist the aid of someone who's been doing a lot of art for us, and that that person is Adi Norman. Uh, you can find him at oddly normal one on Twitter to see his work. Uh, he's done a lot of pictures of all of us, uh, all of our characters, even Bo as the DM. 
Um, he does a fantastic job, and I had him throw together a little Stanley commission that we worked on for a couple of weeks, and uh, it's incredible. Yeah, I love it. it's I love really, it. really good. Um, also putting this in Discord just for the heck of it. Uh, but chat room, you can see it. It's really good. You guys are killing us with the art. It's amazing. So keep it coming. And um, I, I need to do a better sort of gallery thing on the site, which I think I'm going to do later this evening. So I'll put something up so you guys get all the uh, the visibility and credit you deserve because your stuff is super, super good. And we're glad that the show is inspiring so much creativity. If you'd like to send an email to us, you can do it by going to the website. There will be dungeons.com. It will become obvious where to click to send us a message, and we'd love to read it on the show. Uh, all right. Enough of this. Let's get right to it with Kristen's recap of last week. Last time on There Will Be Dungeons, when the lizard's away, the rest will play. Freeing the jesting jeweler, his monstrous mate, and Bok Bok, a bargain was brokered. Aid him in perishing the principal and get back the fully fueled fate for, as well as earn a place at his hidden hideaway. Acquiescing to this agreement, the grown group were stopped short by the arrival of a metal man of metal. Kidnapping the keys to the crazy's car, the seven ascended the fate four and took off toward the jeweler's gem. On the way, Varela vowed to awaken an army of desert folk to stand against the power of the principal. Upon arrival at the camp, Hope hibernated and Varel ventured into the wilderness, while Nash and Stanley held a heart to heart, Stanley laying bare his bold bargain to wrap restraint into Nash. As day dropped, Borel beat a beast of a bear, claw-rent flesh, but the lizard lifted triumphant the carcass of his kill. Dining to deposit haunches with his host, he headed home. Meanwhile, the remaining ruffians sat around breakfast, fabricating fantasies revolving around their reptile friend. Determined to find out what was hogwash and what was honest, they wound into the wild and became holy and totally lost. Not long later, a familiar face fell out of a nearby bush. It was Slippery Brint, the piggish palooka who sought to swindle a sweet buck for a sketch of Slave Town. Sent by a stump to seek out something, Stanley and Hope, two minds melded in their mission, knew what needed necessitating. After using him to collar the camp, the two made it look as though the piker had picked the wrong cliff to climb. Back at camp, the four were reunited and brought to meet with an ex-Kuromokishi. In their talks, it was decided the dejected denizens of Dust Hill could wait until after landing legendary weapons and unstable stones. Meeting adjourned, Varel retired their old name of Hillguard in favor of a meteor moniker, Heroes of the Waste. Now, join our jovial gents once more as they continue to do battle with the demons inside and out. Mm. Oh, you're good at those. Well done. And as always... Big finish here, folks, right here. Ah, good stuff. Bo, is that enough for you to go on? Are you ready to just lay it on us and thicken up the liquid? None of this makes sense. I shouldn't I shouldn't be allowed to talk wow. today. I played too much Warcraft this weekend. I'm jacked up, so I'm letting you talk now. Go. All right. Uh, I'll start thickening up the liquid. All right. When we last left off, the party had met just outside of the main camp, having spoken to Bertrand and uh, the nameless one, the Kromokishi. And um, you've met outside of the camp. And everyone uh, got huddled together and they named themselves. That's where we last left off. A dragon's roar had echoed throughout the camp. 
camp seemed uh, to stop for a moment and then return to what they were doing, indicating that this is not the first time it's happened and it's not an indication of any imminent danger. Um, and you have named yourselves the Heroes of the Waste, except for John, who has walked off somewhere, I don't know where. Um, but Bok Bok at Nash, Pharrell, and uh, Hope, you're in a, in a circle outside of that main camp uh, in the Liberator's camp. It's nighttime, the air is cool, there is a slight breeze. Sorry. There's a few dudes off to the side. They just click their playing cards in the dark. There's no light allowed in the camp at night, so they're just sitting there with the what looks to be like some clay cups, the yellowish liquid in it, and they're drinking playing cards. Should we go after Stanley? I wish to, but I don't know if his people require time for such things. Clearly, he is let down. He has failed his mission. And we gave him ample time in Slave Town to get away with the lady. Sorry, I'm, am I with these guys? I am, right? You are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, you heard that. Yeah. Uh, I, In maybe, fact, if yeah. you guys are going to talk about Stanley, I think maybe, John, you should remove your headset for a few minutes. Oh, really? Oh, up. all right. Okay. Yeah. Well, this will be good. Uh, all right. Well, Nash is, despite having clashes constantly with Stanley, Nash feels like it's important that we go get him. And I say so. Uh, we've got to find him. He's part of our group, whether we like it or not, or whether I like it or not. Part of our tribe. A family. So we go together. We go together. Yeah, I'm not staying okay. here with that. I, I'm not going anywhere without you guys. Let's go together. All right, he can put his headphones back on. All right, John. There he is. I, I shouldn't have asked you to take your headphones off. It wasn't oh, worth talk, it. <laughs> the shit talking stopped immediately and everyone fell back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So um, they're going to look. They're going, they all decide to go look for you. I'm not sure. You didn't walk that far off that you're unfindable unless you're trying to be unfindable. Uh, no. Stanley would have walked to probably the edge of camp, uh, having learned the lessons of the day. Uh, not far from the camp uh, as to not get lost um, but definitely outside of where he expected anybody to necessarily just casually travel um, find kind of a quiet spot and just sort of plant himself behind a rock somewhere okay so he is uh, not an obvious place so the rest of the party you'll need to roll uh, some survival checks to track him down in the camp with pleasure. That's all of you. Twelve. All three of you. Oh, and Bok Bok. Oh, cool. Twelve for me. Mm-hmm. Five. <laughs> Ash Hope. knows. <laughs> oh. Oh, eight. Okay. So you go to look around for signs of Stanley, and you don't find him immediately. Um, you, you, look, you look around the camp. I mean, it isn't a large space. You look around some tents. 
you don't really see him right away about 15 minutes elapses and everyone's like where is he um but then you do happen to notice a foot hanging out from behind a rock and it's clearly john's boot or sorry stanley's boot what time of day is it it's nighttime it's nighttime i mean nash could throw a fireball in the sky and see if we can see some but i don't have to do that if we've seen his foot so i i don't even have to suggest this idea i just wanted to make sure stanley knew it was part of my toolbox if i needed it i am acutely aware that that's a part of your toolbox okay great <laughs> i see him it's his foot stanley i know that foot anywhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's what's going on you did not join our joyous circle of naming yeah, I didn't. Why? Heroes of the Waste? That's what we're going to call ourselves now. Heroes. Maybe you all feel awfully heroic about your deeds as of late, but... Not a hero. Nash doesn't even trust that I'm entirely myself right now. Well, what would you call it? If we're not heroes, what are we? Survivors. Survivors of the wastes. It's actually not bad. It's a feat all the same. These wastes are harsh. And you were there. We destroyed a great beast that rose from the ground. We freed a mine of the undead. We defeated a evil necromancer. Why, we've dispatched so many slavers melted the face of driving oh, goblins in their cars <laughs> for el, earlier today I killed a man just for being in the wrong place at the wrong time mama <laughs> near, <laughs> near as I can tell he had done nothing wrong and wasn't the threat that I thought he could be but I didn't know for certain and I didn't even hesitate I sold my soul for just a little bit of power and information without hesitation I had no doubts how do I weigh this against the good that you see that we've done Stanley if you feel this way is that not proof enough that you're a better man than even your own actions if you didn't feel bad about it, if you didn't have guilt, then then we'd worry about you. Then we'd just leave you here. Well, I'd leave you here. <laughs> Nash, you yourself asked earlier today. You said Hope and I hadn't been the same since the deal was made with Katobal Prey. Yeah. And Vorel, I know you have expressed concerns at least along similar lines. Today I did something brutal, and I'm not under any control of a demon. I made a decision myself to do that. There might have been another way, and I didn't even look for it. Look, I appreciate you all looking for me, but need time we can set out in the morning head wherever we're gonna go but 
I need to think about this. Mostly, a knife. oh, go Ooh. ahead, Varel. Nash. Well, I just I was thinking of an alternative name. We could be two thirds heroes of the wastes until John until Stanley comes around. Surely he will. Wait. Oh wait, four. Wait, three fourths. <laughs> three fourths heroes of the wastes. <laughs> There's five of you. It's a miracle we made it up the math shoot. That yeah. was. <laughs> the math shoot. Change the map so it says the math shoot on it. I love it. Sorry, Varel, you were saying. Hmm. Oh, very well, Stanley. But know that your sword is still a weapon against the innocent if you weld it so. But you have not. It is power that you gain from Katobal Praith, and is yours to choose to do with as you will. I have seen you do nothing but good with it. This land is full of evil. And we have not the luxury to convince it otherwise, to lock it up. In fact, if you wish to run some sort of prison for our enemies, I'm afraid that will occupy all your time and you will not make any progress in your thousand days. Um, 998 days? Yeah, I think that's right. I just better keep track. You're mistaken <laughs> if I'm keeping track for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep track. Okay. Thank you, Varel. That's it's kind of you to say. Appreciate it. As much I, as I hate saying it, we need you on this team. In fact, some may say, looking at us from afar, you are the conscience of this of this group, of these adventurers. So a little dip in your road, Stanley. Nothing you can't get through. In a way, press to digitate your past and only look to the future and live in the present. That's all we're saying. And then I pick up a rock and I start playing with it with my thumb and my forefinger for no reason. I thought you were going to throw it at me. No. <laughs> no, just fiddle with it. Something to have in my hand. Venthisgy. Stanley, the speaker of the Heroes of the Wastes. There have also been many a time where I would have fallen in battle without you. We need you. And this camp is useless without us. We must make arrangements if we leave in the morning for its protection. That is true. This camp is not prepared. I... I was hoping maybe we would have some decent allies in this, but they are far, far from ready for what we have to do. Would it upset you, Stanley, if I continued to give out titles here? No. Go ahead. Nash, mm. of the Heroes of the Waste, mm. I name you Daraxus. Voraxis, dragon sorcerer. We need you. This land is full of deadly creatures, and your power will see us through. 
as well as you may be able to deal with them as we meet them. I like it, although, for convenience sake, you can still say Nash. But I like the name. That is true. That would be more efficient. I agree. It'll just save time, but I'm honored, by the way. Great lizard, that you would honor me in such a way. And I bow. Oh! (laughs) And then I play with my rock again. (laughs) You may call me Varel. Still. <laughs> yes, we, we will all go by our names, as we have. Merely, this is a new chapter in our life, and I wish us to be prepared for every situation, ready to act, Nash pouncing, to negotiate and combat all dragons we meet. Stanley, when he feels better, voice of the group, ready to stand, first to meet. Hope. Chari. Lorette, the Red Death. If anyone must have their conscience muttled, their fingers bloodied, Hope is our executioner. She will dispatch anyone that is required of us to kill, so it does not weigh heavy on you. I'll smile a little, nod. She wishes to collect souls for her lord. We will facilitate this in our adventure. Unless we build Stanley's prison. I'm not looking to build a prison. Excellent. Bok bok! What are you saying to him? <laughs> Okay. And he he jumps up and down and he's like, punches the air with these air punches. And I get down on one knee and offer a a hand up thusly for him to clasp mightily. And I even mime it so he can know how to do this great huzzah hand grip. He goes to clasp your hand and he grabs a finger. (laughs) He grabs onto one of your fingers. Because his enough. hand is small. <laughs> smaller than yours. Good enough. Hope. Pharrell. I have no experience with many of the weapons that Bok-Bok has wielded in the past. Dynamite. Surely he knows how to shoot a gun. Would you be willing to train him? Take him squire? Well, he will be with us, and I need him to command the goblin hordes when we take them over. I'll look down at Bok-Bok. And I'll look up Burrell and I'll nod. Excellent. Bok-Bok looks back to you, uh, Hope, and then back to Varel. He's not quite 100% what's going on. He heard his and name. I, I will turn to Bok-Bok and Goblin describe to him that he will begin trading in the ways of the pistol of his people with hope. You see it for the first day, his face is a little... makes a little scowl on his face. No like guns! No like guns! Your like people. I like, like Blowy! Blowy, boom, fresh. Do... and then Goblin, do you have Blowy, Blowy, fresh with you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, blowy, blowy, fresh. <clears throat> and he, 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 he sort of pulls open his loincloth and he pulls out, he shows he's going to stick a dynamite in there. 
He's like, fresh, fresh. Uh, Nash goes, whoa, 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 whoa. What's Lowy, the, uh, why, why, why is he got the dynamite in his pants? This is this isn't part. Of, this is dangerous, and we're in a camp. There's other people here. Devrell, why has he got dynamite in his pants? <laughs> Nash, Nash, please. So, 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 so Park detects your mood, and he sort of puts the dynamite stick back in. And he pulls out a berry, and then he runs up to Nash and offers you the berry. He goes, ah, "Good berry, good berry, good berry. Eat, eat, eat. Good berry, friend. Do you Nash, say, fresh. You say it in English or in uh, common tongue? Or you what? don't understand what he's saying. Actually, it's just for the audience at home's benefit. He's offering you this, this glowing blueberry in his in his hand. Uh, I, I I look at <laughs> I look at him. I look at Varel. That is a mighty gift. D- <laughs> does he does he intend for me to to eat this, Varel? Why would he not? Eat 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 berry, friend berry, Nash. The good berries of the goblins are very beneficial to one's digestive tract as well as one's skin condition. Did this? grow on a bush or a tree or is this come from the goblin like is it excreted from him yeah Bok Bok looks from Nash to Varel he doesn't, he doesn't understand goblin berries I don't trust that that sounds hey, horrible I don't want to offend Nash. I don't want to offend him Varel he seems like a, it seems like a genuine uh, attempt at giving me a gift here but if he intends for me to eat that, can you tell him I'll save it for later and then I'll just put it in my pocket and maybe we'll all forget this happened? That would be most disrespectful. Damn it. Just pretend to eat it, Nash. I've had worse. Give me it. I take it out of his hand. Take the berry. It looks fresh. It sort of glows with this... um. The brilliance of, of of fresh, freshly picked fruit. You're gonna give I mean, me. You, you admit that, like, as a as a as a person of the waste, not seeing fruit very often, it looks incredibly appealing. You're gonna put. You're gonna get me seeing bunnies again or something. It's gonna be some kind of wacky weed in there. All right. No, I, don't 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 take don't take out your frustrations with the DM on Buckley. No, no, no. I know. Um, <laughs> All right, I'll eat it. I'm just I'm gonna eat it. I'll, I'll sort of right. bow to him a little half bow and say thank you, Bok Bok, and then I'll. You chow down on the berry. It's uh, juicy and delicious. Um, fills your mouth with sweetness and and flavor. And it, it, you eat it really quick. It's a you know tiny berry. It goes down your throat. Tastes great, and you recover one HP. Oh, all right. Uh-huh. Well, worth the risk. I feel this is pretty good. I say <laughs> it's all right. Oh, I was already full <laughs> HP, so yeah. But but yeah, the good so uh, out of character, good berries are a ranger spell. I mean, other classes get get it, and each berry heals for one HP, and he can give it to himself or anyone else. All right. Well, if and I've already if got, I, if I just didn't tip it off, everyone, uh, Bakwak has a class. It's that of a ranger. Oh, okay. So I'm already thirty-four of thirty-four. So did this do me no good? Yeah, or, or, I mean, it tastes, it tastes delicious. Good. Okay, but yeah. I don't get like a bon- yeah. I don't get a bonus, uh, you know, temporary HP boost or anything by one. No. Okay, that's fine. This was great, and I pat him on his little goblin head, and move away and.
play with my rock and he goes, again. Fresh, and then he runs up to your leg and he, and he hugs it. Hugs it? Yeah. Okay. That's because he's short, so he hugs he hugs you down there. He gives you a hug. All right, I pat him. That's fine, Bok Bok. That's fine. Thank you for the berry. That's very oh, nice. But you feel his nose get a little close to your leg. He just can't. He goes. If he, he starts humping my leg, I'm going to kick him. <laughs> he's just smelling right now. Okay. It's, just weird. it's strange. He's smelling your leg. Okay. We should retire for the night. <laughs> yes, we should. <laughs> I agree. Varel's right. Let's let's see clear in the morning, and Stanley will feel better, and everyone will will have had a nice rest uh, tonight without too much interruption. Hopefully, I agree. All right. I will proceed back to my camp outside of town, and while I walk, I will explain to Bok Bok the uh, the finer notes of how explosives only work once and he won't have a weapon once that's gone he says understand blowy blowy I have many blowy many many he has many blowy fascinating I don't like the sound of that that's just you know it's a short version of the conversation you guys had I imagine it was like yeah. an hour but um uh, so everyone retires to where they're going to sleep for another night any other activities anyone want to engage in before the morn? No. Just a, you know, just a recovery still. We get another day of recovery from Nash, who's now at level two of exhaustion. Well, here's so sleep. here's something I'm going to do in the middle of the night, if it's okay. Mm-hmm. I have to pee, all right? Okay. Now, as you guys know... I am missing some basic equipment that makes it easy for easier for me to expel uh, recycled liquid urine out of my body, right? <laughs> yeah. So because of that, I do a thing that is very embarrassing, and I want to make sure nobody's around when I do it. And okay. so, so I'm going to sneak out of camp to do this a little bit or stealth, away from it. Can you roll a stealth check? Yeah. Is there any? Are you sneaking in any way? Like you're rolling your. How are you sneaking? I guess I'm just going to get up and like? tiptoeing, tiptoeing or, out. You know, yeah, sneaking quietly, cartwheeling. Uh, I'm going to tiptoe out so that nobody hears me leave. I'm just going to be a f- couple minutes and I'll be back. All right, stealth check. All right, uh, that is ooh nine. Sorry, sixteen. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so no one notices you leave camp to your knowledge. Okay. Anyways. Um, you make it out. You find a, a rock face that's sort of private. The way the rock configuration is, where you get around a corner. Yeah. And are you describing any more? We just say. You know, here's what I'm going to do. So here's what I'm what I'm going to do. Uh, this is how it works for me. Uh, can you tell me if there's any? Is there like a patch of scruff or grass or anything like that around? There's a, a little bit of um, like the, these the odd plant life, but it's more like a like there's a little cactus tree that you see at one point. There's okay. no there's no grass or bushes in the mountains. It's okay. mostly rock and dirt. All right. Uh, then here's what I do. I get down uh, in the dirt and I dig out a little hole about the size of a bowl. Okay. Yeah. I dig that out of the dirt and then I get completely naked. Completely okay. buck naked. My robe's off to the side. And I so you're look. one of those that gets naked completely when they go to the bathroom. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they exist today. It's not <laughs> That's why I don't want anyone to see it. So I lay down. Okay, cool. I lay down Sorry. flat on the ground. The little bowl is where my crotch is. And the pee, because of the way I'm anatomically jacked up, 
just falls out of me. Just okay. And then I get up, I put my robe on, I sneak back to the tent, and I go to sleep. Okay. All right. That's well, it. That, <laughs> I don't know how to add on. I that. just it's wanted perfect. to give you guys a vision of what it's like to be me. It's not all, uh, you know, goblin you berries and cream. Check to get back into. Oh, camp. okay. I can do that. Let's take our headphones off next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a private Nash moment. I, I don't think we all needed it. Uh, five. Shit. All right. Um, yeah, so as, as you sneak back into camp, there's a, a little pile of pots and pans that are sort of leaned up against one of the tents, and you, you kick it, and it falls over. And you can... <laughs> and it makes a bunch of pots and pan noise. Um, people it. might have heard it. Nobody really seems to... Nothing happens. Okay, nobody reacts. <laughs> you sneak back into your tent. And, yeah. All right. All right. I so, sleep uh, the rest I, of the night. I'm good now. Varel, I assume you're going on the outskirts camp again to sleep in yep. a pile of sand? Okay. Um, so I need headphones off from everyone but Kyle. Ooh. All right, Kyle. Um, as you begin making preparations for your sleep this evening, uh, the orc from the camp... The Kromo Kishi, who goes by no name, uh, you see, you hear him, you hear and see him approach. He makes no secret of sneaking it or anything like that. You hear his footsteps; they are quiet, um, and he is one to not use an, ex an excess of motion as he moves towards you. Uh, but he comes to visit you. He sort of stands near you and um, watches you in silence. But he's blind, so he's not watching you. He's standing there in silence, sort of waiting waiting for you to engage in conversation it seems like alright I'll take down my or put down my bone tools as I'm what it, that you know rubbing you do on leather to make it leathery you know okay with, okay with the sticks all splayed out and I'll stand and welcome to my camp I mean no offense having established my own resting place outside of your protection no it is I who must beg your forgiveness for interrupting you. I respect your kind, Vorel. It's, it's why I wanted to come converse with you privately. I... The soft skins have their weaknesses, and I lose my patience with it, but your kind I respect greatly. This is most fortuitous. I would invite you into my camp, of course. Come. Well, and he walks in, he takes your invitation. Do you wish some meats? I will take some meats, yes. I plan to speak with you in the morning myself, but as you have approached my camp, please. I approach you because... There are several things troubling me about your companions. They are and troubled. It is my judgment that they are compromised by... Well, before I say the thing I'm about to say, let me say this. I've spoken with Bertrand at great length about the information you shared of your adventure beneath the Black Mine. And I can smell the taint of demon on them. And I trust not their judgment. 
I do not smell it from you. It is my understanding you refused any gifts that were proffered. The tender folk of the wastes do how should I say, make foolish bargains, including slavery, to protect mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. They are selfish, it is true. It must but be I've frightening come... to require aid for one's skin from the sun to fashion machines to travel, pointy yeah. sticks to fight. Hmm. Well, they they have an over-reliance on the material things of this world and become too attached to them. These are simply tools as we passage our way through this universe. But I fear that I've been left in charge of an army of nothing but the weak. I accept my challenge as, as it is the path that's laid before me. I've chosen, I've chosen to refute weakness to religious beliefs and to be a slave to the principle and to simply do the best I can with what's in front of me according to my judgment of what is right. Unfortunately, I have very limited options and don't have much that in the way of being able to help you. What I propose to tell you is that it sounded as though you had the means to close the esophageal pass. If this were true, this would be a great ta- of great tactical benefit to us, but I couldn't offer you any help with regards to completing this until the pass was closed, and then we could retake Slave Town and the Salivating Fields secure in the knowledge that they're cut off from their army. We might stand a a sliver of a chance in this regard. The reason I speak to you you privately about this is once the esophageal pass is closed and we've, we've utilized your friends, I assume for this purpose, we may have to turn our attention to the problems that demons bring because there surely will be there surely won't be the last you hear of whatever patron they've agreed to no and this I did not mention to the jeweler but that one the demon that they allied with he desires this realm to walk among the sands to be free of the underground the one thing that you must understand about the principle although I've refuted his teachings and I've refuted his way of life that he has given to orcs and my kind he does put a a damper on the demonic realm one of his roles is protector of this world from the demons who threaten it so you must understand that the elimination of the principle only invites demons into this world and we are very vulnerable here. So I'm not certain it isn't a better tactical strategy to subdue the principle, yet, yet and find a way to make positive changes in this world rather than simply kill everything. Because the principles is an important part of this world. 
whether we realize it or not. A new balance might be found among the dragons. Hmm. Have you heard of Fushi? I, I know not much of dragon culture and lore, except that during my time with the Kuromokishi, we were to report them. And that the dragon sun sorcerers who work in the solar mines would take their metals and bend them to their for their magical experiments. It seems we have one such among us. They may have the power to stand against the demons and find a new balance, banish them yet below again, if we are prepared correctly when the principle falls. History has taught us that the dragons lost to the demons many aeons ago. But why, how would that not be true today? For they might have our aid, the aid of the people. Their domain is the sky, ours is the sands, and the demons underground. There I see a balance, unlike what we have now, truly equal. You've given me much to think on. I'm certainly allied on the side of freedom. I've spent my entire life being misguided, enslaving and causing brutality on folk where it was not necessary. And so with whatever life I have left, I'm devoted to the cause of good, to the cause of freedom, to the cause of justice. And I've taken out my own eyes in order to make sure that I see clearly what is right. I see that you are right. That your path is righteous. So we will... I propose that we close the pass with whatever means you have at your disposal. And that we reconvene here to decide what to do next. We, we certainly don't have to decide all of it today. For our part, we'll make sure to survive and stay alive so that we at least have this army, if you could call it that. Because without this, there is nothing. Unless you have an army to bring with you as you return back here. While that is my goal, I do not believe it so. And it gives me great comfort to hear that you believe closing the pass is an effective means. The strategy was laid bare by demons, you see. And I did not see it as the best option. Demons are no fools. They are very smart. The problem is not that they are stupid. It's that humans are weak. Elves are weak. Halflings and dwarves are weak and manipulated easily through their avarice and greed. It will take the strong races of this realm to defeat them. We'll need the humans for their numbers but they do not have the metal to be strong. And I will not see this future world burdened by a prison, by keeping the principle alive, contained. That is to delay it past our lifetimes, a greater sin than anything he commits this day to sentence those not yet born to face a trial. I agree. Now I ask you a question. Yes. I respect greatly the Kuromukishi. Mm. I wish them to see... Pardon. 
I wish them to know what you know. Is there a way to free them? To have them at my side for this great force? As I have refuted the Kuromukishi, one might assume that I disagree with its existence. However, this is not necessarily the case. My kind are born angry, with blood pumping in rage from the moment they rip themselves from their mother's womb. They know nothing but death and killing, and the Kuromukishi and their order has brought my kind into civility. Orcs, as we know it, cannot live in a free world or do good in the world without the structure that something like the Kuromokishi offers. The trouble is with the leadership and with tradition. The principal established the Kuromokishi and they serve at his teat. If we could decouple them, and I would very much like to see my order returned to glory. But until that time, I am Ronan, and I serve no one. Is there perhaps some old shrine that they might find the purity of their ways beforehand? It would require a cleansing of their leadership before we could find someone who would listen. We have no artifacts, but what is available in Chromianity. If a text could be found, we often refer to this magical book called a Bible that is supposed to contain the words of Jesus Chrome himself and the words of a being known as God. We have no such texts only oral traditions. Uncovering such a text would certainly be illuminating, although I am scared of what we might find in there. It may contain things we don't expect. Knowing this, though, we can be ready to strike. When the principle falls, we can take control of the Kromokishi and use them against the demons, perhaps. Keep this world clean. It is a nice idea, but that's well ahead of ourselves at this point. But perhaps it could be done. Thank you for your visit, and thank you for answering my question as well. Please make it back in one piece, and if you wish to see a future for this world, don't come back empty-handed. My companions seem to have dispatched some sort of spy outside of town. Hmm. A spy, you say? Yes, a... They did not speak more of it. Perhaps it is someone... that they knew... from our time in Slave Town. And it burdens their hearts. I will send scouts to clean this corpse. Is it still out there? I know not. Hmm. I appreciate the information. It's not the first time we've had to move our camp. One of the advantages to the mountains is that... Travel is difficult, and moving places is simple for us. We have it down to a science. Thank Comforting you. to hear. And with that, he retires. Um, we can get people a... Yeah, phone back on. <clears throat> All right, everyone has a, has a nice sleep in the evening. Varel, um, <clears throat> you, you do as well. 
and uh, very soon the sliver, uh, the light sliver of light begins to shine over the wasteland horizon, and the bright, intense orange begins to light up the mountain range. And um, if you're inside a tent, then you can see it spilling in through the flap. And Varel, I guess, do you keep your eyes outside of your sand pile? Yeah, no? yeah, nose and eyes. Okay. So everyone sees the light as it begins to crest over. Um, Scott, you're at two um, levels of exhaustion now. Yeah. It was three before or two before? It's three. You started at four, so you've okay. had two sleeps. Okay. I'm going to change Just need that. to find a way to keep everyone here for two more days. <laughs> so, oh. Actually, no. I was at two already. At one. Yeah, I'd be at one. Yeah, we've had a lot of sleeps because you slept in the car. Yep. And then, yeah. didn't you have a sleep after getting here? Yeah. 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 So that might put you at one, level one, actually. Yep. Sorry. My bad. Nope. It's all good. Sleeping. I knew I was thinking. Get a big adventure. We're recovering. It's yeah. all good. Yeah. Um, so the next morning wakes up. So what is this? is like day three, right? Uh, what day's on your tracker? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm um, tracking it. Mm hmm. I mean, to be fair, I'm tracking it too. I'm just not telling you guys. That makes sense. Okay. So oh, okay, to, cool. So we'll agree this is day three and we'll go from here. I'm just wondering what you have. That's all. Okay. <laughs> it's like a little cold war of information. What day do you have? Uh, um, zero. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so everyone wakes up and the camp. Um, you, you there's a lot of hustle and bustle, and you hear people in the camp. You see them, uh, like through the flap or whatever, sort of moving boxes around, starting to pack up canvas bags. And you even see someone taking a tent down, and actually, someone walks in where you guys are sleeping, and is like. All right, we're shipping out. Uh, I need you guys to get up and get going. We gotta take this tent down, post haste. Do uh, apparently, know? camp's camp's been compromised. Do we're we moving. do we know this person? Have we met him before? Nope, just some guy. He's got a he's got like a, a jerkin on, like a brown jerkin and some khaki pants and boots and his hair. Is, he's got a big beard, big beard, mustache, hair growing over. He's been in the mountains, hasn't shaved or cut in a long time. He's like, gotta get moving. We gotta get moving. Yawn and stretch. Slowly get uh, I'll be back. Things. I'll be back in ten minutes. You guys get your things and get on. Respectfully, we gotta get moving. What so do you mean survive. compromised? What does that mean? It means a scout came to look for the camp nearby, and and they didn't find it. But we're not in the habit of um, you know, just laying here and waiting. We're gonna move our camp, so we're we're moving. Ugh, I say, and then I get up and do it. Not really a morning person, Nash Maggard. I will. Uh, I will have completed the the cape for Bok Bok made of the bear skin. I have fashioned myself a new cord around me that now has tied to it, swinging at my side the bear skull mace. Got my shield on my back, reinforced with some leather. Doesn't do any stats, but you know, redid the leather out of the tendies I made in the mine there, and proceed back to town with a bit of meat left. So can you uh, you gave a cape to Bok Bok? Yes. It's a bearskin cape. Yep. Yeah, let me just note it in this character sheet. He's got a character sheet, listeners. Um. All right. Perfect. Done. I'm gonna get up, wander back into the camp. I stayed out. I didn't. I didn't go back in. Oh, you slept outside. Yeah. Okay. So you wander back into camp, and as you wander into camp, you see everyone's, there's a lot of hustle and bustle. Like, everyone here is up, 
Um, there's about maybe 50 to 100 people in the camp. That's about the size. It's sort of spread out through this little valley in the mountain range. And they're folding up tents. Uh, if they aren't folding up tents, they're packing up boxes um, and backpacks. As you can tell, there's no horses. There are no vehicles up here. So everything that's getting carried is getting carried on by the people. And so they're rolling everything up and putting them together to move their camp. All right, I'll take a look you to see, see if I can the... see the jeweler or my friends. Yep, you can see in the center square the jeweler and uh, the nameless orc um, standing in the center. They're not really they're not really speaking. They're providing direction if someone asks them a question, but they're not really getting um, asked any questions because it, it would appear that the people in town sort of know the drill and they're they're doing the thing. They're used to this. All yeah. right, I'll uh, I'll approach the jeweler then. Okay. Jula, he looks at what's you, says, uh, "Good morning, darling." Uh, thanks. What's a lady? What's uh, what's with all the packing? Well, we're moving camp. Sounds like uh, Scout got a little closer the, than we'd like, and so uh, we move around. We don't stay in one place very long. That's definitely smart. We were hoping to head out today. My concern is, how do we find you again if we leave? Uh, well, how do they find us? Uh, I, I don't know. It's, usually I leave whatever camp and they've been here when we're here. And uh, the, the, the orc looks to you and he says, We'll find you. It's a rather large wasteland. And while that sounds good, is there a area we should stop before you find us? The camp can't afford to have flags. It can't afford to light open fires. We can't do anything to indicate where we might be. And we move around a lot. You'll have to head back to this area and and search for us. We have our scouts on lookout for parties that we know are out. So, we'll see you. Very well. Um, thank you. For bringing us and putting your faith in us. Hopefully, when we return, we have good news. Certainly. All right, I'll go find the others. All right, um, you go find the others. Uh, you see Hope and 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 uh, Nash exiting a tent. Um, and as soon as they exit the tent, people come and they start rolling it up. Uh, Hope, as as you leave, um, you start because you have a. a you still have a fairly hefty bag of belongings, right? Yeah, it's relatively hefty. Yeah. All right. So as you go to um, as you go to pick it up, uh, the young man from the other day at dinner runs around, runs like sort of appears around the corner, and he and he picks up the bag. He says, "Let me help you with that." He takes the bag and he throws it on his shoulder. He's like, uh, he pulled his hand out, was kind of awkwardly nervous, and he's like, "I'm Tedna." Well, nice to meet you, Tedna, and I'll shake his hand. Okay, okay. All right. Um, um, all right, I'll, I'll just help you carry this. Where's it going? Uh, we're taking it to the car, but you're going to have to leave with your group. You can't come with us. Yeah. Um, say, you guys, you, guys, uh, you guys need any, any, any muscle? No, we've got plenty. Come on, I'll, let me just carry it to you. And, and I, I really look. He sort of lowers his voice. He says, I really want to come with you guys. I think I've been stuck here in this camp for like 
God knows how long. It's so boring. Everyone's old here. I want to get out there and prove myself, make a name for myself. Am let I me, close let me... enough to hear this? Yeah, yeah you're close enough to hear this. He said, let, let, me, let me get out there. I'm old enough. No, how old are you, Tedna? I'm old enough. You don't... Don't do this to me. I, I, my life, I could lose it just like anyone else. It's fine. I, but I need to fight a real battle. I can't be stuck here. I need to do something. Or like, let me help you. I'm pretty smart. I'm, I'm good with numbers. Um, I used to work for my uh, my dad. Um, was a, worked for the bank, and sometimes I go in and help work at the bank in town, do some books. And so he taught me numbers. I'm good with numbers. Um, I can shoot a gun. I can hold my own. I don't get scared easy. And 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 let, let me do this. Let me do this. Tedna, you'd be this. much more helpful here. We're not going. I won't be a burden. You won't even know I'm there. I, I don't have to eat much. Just, just get but me out of here. I, I, I'm going to live my whole life in this mountain range, and, and no, I don't want to. Tedna, you'll be lucky if, if you live your whole life in this. If I die in, in a week, but I was out on an adventure, it'd be way better. Do you want better. me to shoot you right now, Tedna? <laughs> do it. She'll do it. Says Nash. All right, then I'll start pulling out my shotgun. Uh, let's, loading it up. Let's de-escalate right, well, this a moment. Roll an intimidation check. Uh, nineteen. Okay. Uh, this is so. Stanley says what he says about let's de-escalate this business and blah blah blah. And but you, the, you Tedna and and Hope are just completely ignoring him, and and the gun is raised and he stands there, but you can sort of see his brow sweating. And his, you know, he seems uncertain as what to do. He thought it was definitely thought it was going to go better than this. And he drops the bag and he, he runs off. All right, I'll put the gun back. He, on he doesn't the run off. He sort of storms off like pissed, like he's pissed. Runs off. Uh, so he, so he moves off like mad, like huffing and puffing, and you know. All right, I'll put the gun back in my bag. I say, I say, I'm sure that's not going to bite us in the ass. I'll kill him if he does. I know, but I don't feel like we're done with him. He seemed desperate. I don't want him here either. Would Help. you rather we bring him? No. We don't have the room. Like, I've, we got too few or too many mouths to feed as it is. We got the damn goblin over there. Unless someone's in the mood to trade him. I don't think we need another guy who won't tell us his age, won't tell us his real name. We don't know anything about this guy. I don't trust him. I'm with you, but maybe don't kill him. This camp definitely needs him more than we do. This camp is short on fighters or anybody of any means. If he's maybe. willing to at least stand up a little bit to hope, that's the kind of person they need in this camp. Could we uh, talk to the jeweler? Maybe they have something with numbers he could do? Well, we do need to get supplies for our our vehicle anyway. They said they'd be able to restock us a bit. We have a long journey ahead. He's just over there. I was just talking to him. Alright, I'll head over to see the, me again. the jewelry. Head back to the town center, and the camp's already getting pretty much packed up. Things are starting to be lined up near the near a space where they'd be marching out. Men are starting to. Men and women are starting to hang around, um, you know, waiting for the march order. And um, so you approach Bertrand, and he looks at you. He's, Good morning, sunshine. Good morning. Um, I've come to talk to you about Tedna. 
Ooh. The little kid, he ran that way, and I'll point to the direction. Mm, and the orc sort of looks and says, yes, I know the young one. He seems very anxious to help. Is there anything he could possibly do? Are you asking if he has anything here to do in the camp? Because certainly yes. he, he must. But something more than just existing. It sounds like he's he wants to fight. All, all we're doing in this moment is surviving. There's two options. There's survival and there's death. Everyone in the camp has the same options. We need scouts, we need hunters, and we need tr to trade for the eventual battle that may or may never come, but is just around the corner at any moment. I'll keep an eye on him. That is all there is here. He's anxious. He's anxious. He offered to come with us, and now he's very angry because I told him no. He wanted to leave with you. Well, everyone here is free to do what they will, but you're free to take him or not take him. I don't... I don't... Yeah, and we said not take him. We're not taking him. He's a I twerp. I don't want him to do anything stupid. Should stay here. Should work for you guys. You need all the men you can get. He may be a boy, but he's, he can grow up in here, help you guys survive. We don't have room. We don't want the kid. Yes, my understanding is that uh, soft-skinned children are sometimes quite... Um, what's a delicate word for it? They're quite... weak. They're weak-minded, weak-willed. They do not have the strength to persevere in the wastes. They want to play. They want to have a nice time. They want to have something to look forward to. They have these things called dreams that they aspire to. Foolishness. Dreams are for fools. Well, that was uplifting. Uh, speaking of, we need supplies. We were told we were going to be restocked before we set out. We get that so we can get on our way. The sooner we go, the sooner we can be back. Uh, you wanted supplies? Sorry, I just missed the beginning part. I yes, was supplies. Thinking about my character. Um, uh, so, okay, so, yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bertrand sort of uh, snaps his finger. Trigger, get... And, and Trigger comes over with... He picks up this sort of uh, two crates, these, like, wooden... Like, like, picture a milk crate, but made of wood, and it's not as ornate as the way a milk crate is. It's got... Looks like it has sand squid, dried sand squid for the most part in it, and some uh, container, like a sort of wooden barrel. He's like, that's sand squid, and that's slosh piss. That should do you for a little while. What is slosh piss? Slosh piss, it's an ale uh, at Gill and Jill's brew house, burnt down. Uh, they used to make uh, different kinds of ales, and slosh piss was the the cheap stuff, but the good stuff. No water, then? Mm, not much water up here, friend. Fair enough. Thank you for the supplies. We greatly appreciate it. And, uh... Whatever is the lighter of the two is what I will try to take. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, it's definitely the stuff without the slosh piss in it. The liquid weighs quite a bit. So, all right. You pick up the, one of the crates and you'll have to haul it down by hand. There's a crate remaining. Varel? around? Have I arrived? Yeah. Yep. Yep. You're in town. Oh, right. You, you walk in uh, during the social interaction. How, uh, so I happen upon Stanley. Is he struggling with his box? Probably. Um, I think he's, he's strong enough to lift the box just fine. You know, it's maybe a oh, hundred okay. pounds. Is it a hundred pounds? That's way too much. That's heavy. It's pretty heavy. <laughs> yeah. Heavy. Stan- Stanley has a 10 strength. <clears throat> it's maybe like 30 or 40 pounds <laughs> worth of food. It's not like, yeah. It's not, he's what we would call average. He's not struggling with that, that carrying that though. Right. Morning, heroes. Morning, Varel. Could you Morning, carry Varel. this for us? Sure. Are we prepared to set out? I think so. Is there anything else anybody needs to do before we leave? Nothing. Very well. Uh, Nash, would you be so kind as to carry these meats as I hold the box? I can totally carry the meats. Give me the meats. How many pounds worth of meat do you have? It's a big uh, It could be quite a bit. Yeah, so we used one. Uh, so I've had three meals plus box box, so probably five meals out of it. The arm we brought to town, so there's still... How much meat does a bear have How big was the bear? Uh, so a, um, a, bear, a brown bear can be up to 600 kilograms. And that includes bone and everything else like that. So how much how much is two hundred kilograms? You've already eaten some meat. What is that in non space measurements? <laughs> uh it's four hundred and forty pounds. Uh maybe up to four hundred and forty pounds worth of meat that you could have potentially Okay, well then I go, uh Varel, I'm not I don't know what you I mean I could dragon it maybe, but I can't carry all that meat. I mean, he probably doesn't have 440 pounds because the character can't carry that much, but he's probably got... I'm assuming you're hauling as much as you can carry, right? Yeah, where do I find on the sheet nowadays my your, lifting? It's your strength times 15 is your limit. So what's your strength? 18? Yeah, 18 times 15 is 200. You can carry about 270 pounds before becoming encumber- encumbered. Oh, it's That's under equipment? Lot. So if, yeah, if you go to equipment, you'll see weight carried and... Uh, It'll tell you how many pounds you currently have. Okay, so 270 pounds is my carry capacity, so I'd be bringing... I got my shield and my mace, so... Do you see the weight at the top there? How much is it? So 270 is my capacity if I'm carrying, and I'm going to carry because I'd want to keep my mobility. Oh, but I mean, because your your shield counts as some weight. It'll tell you... I'll just find it. Yes, six pounds for the shield. Mm Mm-hmm. Actually, I haven't added the mace yet. Uh, it says it says te- you have ten point sixty two pounds of stuff you're carrying. Cool. Like. Uh, so you can carry minus ten point sixty two. You have two hundred fifty nine pounds of room to carry meat. Sweet. <laughs> so are you carrying a full like two hundred pounds of meat? Yeah, as, as much meat. I mean, it, it, without affecting my mobility and not dragging, I'd be bringing this bringing this down. Now, a question about lizard folk culture. Not that we have to get too into it, and we can just sort of skip over it because it's a fantasy game. But how do you preserve the meats? 
because you carry the meats with you, you have them for a long time. Presumably you can eat them after they're gone a little bit because your constitution is that of a lizard folk. But there must be there must be some technique to keep the meat long because there's no fridges, right? So how do the meats preserve? Well, you dig, dig down until you get in the clay and then you bury it. So these meats are a little sandy at the moment because okay. they have been buried to refrigerate them of sorts in the cold clay of the earth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. You could salt them with uh, Stanley's tears if he's still <laughs> depressed. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, if he's feeling a little blue, he can just kind of savage. Do you get a buff? That's the only question. That's the real question. Yeah. But yeah. Salt. Salt's a good preservative. I'm just saying. Stanley might be producing a little right now. Okay. So, um, <laughs> are you guys leaving? Or I, I sorry, I got sidetracked with questions about Pharrell. Sorry about that. Yeah. So, how heavy is the box? Mm, the uh, box is like forty pounds. Oh. Okay. Cool. Then I will unload forty pounds of meat onto Nash in big strings and shoulders and whatnot. Mm. So just kind of one on one shoulder, one on the other, one on his arm, one on the other arm, and then I'll pick up the box, I'm carrying the bear meats on the other side. Start walking to the car. Okay. okay. All right. I'll We're moving up. out. All right. Yeah, so you, you make your way down to the open, uh, the, the, down the the, the, ca- the the mountain path that you took to get there. You know, turns and winds and, and you know, but this time going down is a lot better because it's, it's not climbing up, less tiring. And you get to the bottom area where you've parked the you see a few vehicles sort of lie, uh, sit, unused for a long time in this parking lot area hidden in a crag. You see your vehicle. Uh, it looks unchanged. Everything looks sort of... Uh, nothing's moved in the, in, the, in the area. So you get there, and you get to the RV, and you're in the, you're in the open area. You're going to load up. Yeah. Yeah, let's restock everything and get underway. Okay, so you open up the the RV and you proceed inside and you get all you drop all the belongings that you carried down and you are ready to get going. Sweet, well, I'll start up the engine and get okay, driving. Okay, go to go to start the engine and the engine is warms up. It's very good. Uh, everything sounds the way you left it. It's good shape. Bok Bok clambers on in behind you. Sits on the sofa. This is good. And you're off. Back into the open desert. As the car, as the engine... You take off out uh, from from the small little passage in the mountain face. Well, we should look... Someone should look at the map. (laughs) Take off in the direction of... uh... Where the guns would be. Oh, right. The teat. Yeah. Yep, the teat. To, to the, the teat. To the teat. We've got to find the teat. Okay, so um, you guys have decided. Remember we talked last week about deciding where you all are going? You all are going to the teat? Yep. Yes. Yes, okay. 100% teat. Cool. All right, so let's move you over a square. So you remember how this works, uh, Hope? Yes. I need you to roll a d12, please. Uh, seven. Okay. Um, so let's, uh, how many, one, two, three, four, you'll be rolling a lot of dice now. Okay. 
So let's um, let's say a day's travel. So it's two hours per hex. So, so uh, let's do three more rolls. One, two, three. A four, eight, and a four. Okay. All right. So you drive on for about eight hours. Now you guys got up in the early morning, so now it puts you in late afternoon. We're gonna keep driving on. As long as it doesn't hurt the vehicle. Uh, I'd like to take just one moment. Um, Stanley has realized that there is perhaps a minor flaw with their current setup, and so during the drive, he would approach Hope and say, uh, Hope, I think it might be beneficial if more than just you knew how to operate this vehicle. I've never driven anything in my life. Do you think it will be possible for you to teach me what you're doing? Yeah, I could teach you. Alright, so while we drive, Stanley will observe and try to learn how to drive. He's never um, done it. We can switch, oh. too. I'll, uh, I'll even pull the car over, stop it, and be like, well, now's a better time than any. Oh, uh, right now, we're gonna... Okay. It's not that hard. Okay, I can do this. Great. Sit in the driver's seat. <laughs> right now, this the, the key there, you're going to turn it. Okay. Turn the key. And then you hear the engine come on. Uh -huh. All right, let go of the key. Oh. Okay, all right, we're ready to go. Now, um, what you're going to want to do, look at the pedals down there. Yeah. All right, so that one's the brake. That okay. stops the car. And then that one right there is the gas, and that's what you hit to make us go forward. So whenever right. you're ready. I will start to push on the gas, then switch to the brake, and it looks much like someone's first time in a car of it going, uh, uh. Alright, uh. everyone everyone who's not there right now, roll a deck save. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> this is gonna happen. Five. I Five. got yep. a one, <laughs> a natural one. Okay, so the car just suddenly lurches forward and stops. Um, Varel, it causes you to hit your head on a piece of the the um, uh, like one of the cupboards for one point of damage. Just like, boom! It's like it's hard and this is tearing in your neck. Nash, it completely sends you flying off your feet. <laughs> Face first into the ground. You just, just like, boom. Lose your balance, fall head first, and you take nine points of damage. Oh my god! Nine as, points as, of as damage. You, you, boom! Like just like flat, like because you you just lurch forward. I mean, it's it's Stanley's fault. He really fast and he fell. All right. It was one d ten. I roll and I rolled a nine. So sorry. Damn but, um, it! I yell. What was that about? And you also, I'm oh, sorry, not, not done. Bok Bok manages to be okay. He just, he just, he flies up in the air, but he lands on his feet, and he's like, rah, 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 rah. he seems to be enjoying it. And um, you also hear a, another really loud thud and a, oh, no. <clears throat> from from the bathroom. Oh no! Which no one, you realize, no one's gone into since you've entered into the vehicle. I will stomp over to the bathroom and swing open the door. Yeah, gosh, I can't imagine <laughs> who this is. I can't imagine. <laughs> I, I had a feeling. You rip open the door, and you see a wide-eyed Tedna in there. Little piece of crap. 
He's like, wait. I'm, wait, I'm just going to slam explain, the door let me shut. Explain. I'm going to go back up front with Stanley and start explaining right. the it's, speed. It's, you don't go above 60. That was supposed to be a break cliffhanger. Hang on. It's a break oh. <laughs> 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 All right. So we take a, a little five-minuter, and we'll get back to it. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. And the wide-eyed goes, wait, wait. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. All right, Bo, 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 Bo. boy, we're ready to go, um, boy, boy, boy. All right, so um, you see, so you see a shocked Tedna in the bathroom, sort of. He was he crouched in a corner with his legs up, you know, his knees up again. He looks up at you, Hope, as you're the one to to, to bolt back to the back and open the door. <laughs> you brush past Nash, who lifts his face off the floor, and is his, his blood. His, He's a blood beard, you know. <laughs> and Bok Bok uh, tails behind you, Hope, uh, and also looks around the corner. And um, you see him there, and he goes, Please, don't be mad, don't be mad. I slam don't the door, mad. and I go back to the front, and I start, like I said, talking to Stanley about speed limit on the car. You don't go above 60. Who was and in the bathroom? You hear, you, hear cre- you hear a creaking of the door as he sort of peeks out. I'm I'm what two hundred percent invested in teaching Stanley how to drive. Okay, uh, Stanley, <laughs> you're being taught at two hundred percent more effect uh, intensity. Um, <laughs> all right, then I will I'll approach the bathroom and say that is not wise, and close the door slowly back. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Freaking lizard, big tall lizard. All right, you close the door and he stays in there. I Who is this boy? To learn. There's a human child that we did not. You weren't. Invite. You weren't here is for this bit. Edna? Yeah, you weren't here for this bit, and uh, we better be careful because last time this or when this came down in camp, he wanted to go with us, and we got real close to seeing. Hope, pull her gun out and blow the kid's head off. She is the executioner. Can be. Perhaps we should engage the mouth of the group. Stanley. Stanley, the mouth. <laughs> Billings. Uh, <laughs> yes. I'm a little. I'm a little focused right now. Is it? It's Tedna, isn't it? Yeah. It's a human boy, yes. I will I will open the door and I will assess him. His strength, his his look. So he, he's now sitting on the can, uh, not using it, just he's sitting on the toilet seat and um I will appraise of, him. He, he appears to have been playing, you know, with his fingers, just like lost in thought, and he looks up at you. And as soon as you open the door he bolts up and he says I'm 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 here to help. Tell me what you want me to do. I'll do it. I'll Survival do it, check to see how strong he is. What is uh yeah, like a human appraise. That's what I'm going for. Yeah. All right. Yeah, okay. Is Thirteen. There... Mm. Okay. So um you get the sense that this is a this is a young uh young man. He's fit. Um for a human. Uh he appears to be fit. Uh, you see, you know, he's got but not overly muscled or anything, just sort of lean from lack of food probably in the camp. Um, you have no idea what his level of experience is, but you definitely seem to think his 
just concerns about his judgment, given that he was told not to go, but then he came anyways, although there is merit to his insistence on wanting to be a champion, and that is noted by you during your appraisal. Physically, it's difficult to tell. He has the appearance of someone who could hold his own, probably, a young spry man, but um, the experience side of things, given that he's young, you would feel could be could be a liability in humans in particular they tend to be rash are you armed boy um he's wearing sorry before you, you we continue sorry he's just he's wearing a regular like light beige jerkin and khaki pants some old raggedy steel toe boots doesn't appear to be armed in any way um sorry what and your question was are you are you armed boy right he says uh, i no no i'm not armed i closed the door <laughs> <laughs> But but you hear through the door. But um, I know how to use a gun. I can hold my own or or, or sword. I can use a sword. Then you should have brought one. This boy I, is unarmed. I, I I didn't want to take anything from the camp. And 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 I mean, I'm Why sorry. I'm sorry. Don't be mad at me. To the last human that traveled with us. Oh yeah. He died in an arena. Are you aware that we are? Heroes of the Wastes, and will face many adversaries. Y- yes, I am. I-, I-, I too want to be a hero. I want to be a hero of the Waste. Describe how there's now a big hammer where his head used to be. Ah, yes, yes. He he ran in fear, and I'm saying this through the cracks and the little vents that, you know, unless it's a moon. Do we have a moon cut in the door, or what's a... No, okay, yeah. just that <laughs> <laughs> people peeking in. <laughs> Oh, I love that idea, though. It's, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> you must be brave. You must be very brave. Trust me, I can hold my own. I'm not scared of the oil beards or the silly orc leaders. I, I, I can hold my own. Burrell, ask him if he's killed anyone. Have you killed anyone? I, I heard a guy. I've hurt them. I haven't killed anyone yet. Have but, you but I will. hunted before? Have you killed an animal? Uh, sand squid? I've uh, gone out with my dad to, 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 to hunt sand squid before. Killed sand squids. And, and a, what, there was one time um, there, there was a, a, a land shark. And oh! He had me, he had me cornered. And, and I was scared, and but I hold my ground, and the land shark it went away. Hmm. I. What, what's the, the sense motive or lying? He's lying. Okay. Surely. Uh, insight. Insight. Twelve. Mm, it seems there's a, there's a glorious lack of detail in this story that to explain this thing that doesn't happen very often that a land shark giving up its prey for no reason. You should remain quiet now for an extended period of time. <laughs> Hope is very angry. I can feel it. T- tell her Ready. not to be mad. Tell her, tell her, I, just, I, I, tell her I just I just want her to, 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 make, to, to make her proud that, she, that I'm here with you and helping. Make you will find yourself walking if you speak any longer. I can assure you of that, if not worse. <laughs> you hear nothing else from the from the room. Perfect. He's gotten the message. All right. Well, Nash is on the floor still and goes, 
I'm laying like this. Because I'm not getting up till Stanley's done with driver's ed. So <laughs> We're still going. It's a good pace. I'm laying there and Stanley's I go. Stanley's doing a great job. I go, we should just dump him off if we're not going to keep him. Um, you hear this voice echo out from outside the vehicle. Enemies of the realm in the vehicle. Again? Exit the vehicle now. Let's look around out the windows oh. around the vehicle. Is there anything? Uh, you look ar around out the vehicle and um, you look to the right where the door is that uh, people can get in and out of the RV. And you see a, a, a large seven foot tall metal man. You see a bunch of footsteps leading behind him for a little ways and then not, nothing. And he appears to be standing aside. He's got a visor over his, his head. Uh, so you can't see any face. It's brown. There's a few lights lighting up here and there. Um, there's a large. He's, whole, he's he has equipped with this large-looking rifle, very mechanical, um, but doesn't look like any gun you've ever seen before. And he's he's standing. He, the figure standing out there. Behind you him. have ten seconds to comply with my order. Stanley, stop the car. Oh, the car stopped. He oh, break, okay. He braked it, and that's when all this mess happened. Is oh, it, oh, it, that's is he? Uh, yeah. Uh, you thought the car was going. It's because I have my feet on both pedals at the moment. Okay. <laughs> so, <just> <laughs> so can uh, can we check somehow to see if this is the same metal man we route run the other day? I believe we all had visual. Uh, oh, right. Visual He's the only one that saw him. him. All right. Never mind. Hope it's I don't know man. how to stop the car. It's a metal It's man. all right, we're stopped. You did great, Stanley. <laughs> do I take my foot off the pedals? Yeah, and, and then uh, I'll show you what to do with the car. Five seconds uh, remaining before I open fire. And I'll, I'll leave the vehicle. I'll kick open the door and I'll walk out with my shotgun on my shoulder. Kick open the door and walk out with a shotgun. And, um, all right, and he's sitting there. The rest of them, too. You heard him. Send the boy out. No, oh. leave him in. All right. I'm, All right. I'll, I'll go out. Yeah. All right. Nash exits the vehicle. Get unbuckled. Leave the car. You exit the vehicle. Exit with Bok Bok. All right. You and Bok Bok both exit the vehicle as well. You stand in the line before him. Uh, sorry, I have to get a note here. Is it possible to ready an action at this point? Uh, you may, sure. If he makes any attempt to do anything aggressive towards the group, I am going to cast heat metal on his stupid metal head. Okay, so you're readying this action yeah. for when combat starts. If it starts. Okay. All right. The man survives. He looks. Uh, uh, he says, "Now please hold still for a moment." And then this uh, this little antenna beep, sort of shoots out from one side of his power arm, and there's like this little eyeball, and you hear it's the eyeball, and then it unhooks, and the eyeball sort of floats in the air and it flies towards you, and it approaches. 
you hope. It's, it's before you. It doesn't look like an eyeball, but it has like these these weird lines that are running through this glass surface on one side of it. And then it moves to you, Lash, and Nash, and it goes, and it sort of moves back. And then it moves towards Stanley, does the same thing. And it moves towards Varel, and very quickly, I know I'm taking a long time to do all this, <laughs> happens very quickly. And it looks at Bok Bok and it's like, and Bok Bok can't help himself. He, he's like, ah, he goes to swat it. And he hits it. He knocks it on the ground and Bok Bok's like, and he starts pulling a stick of dynamite out of his, out of his pants. You've done it now, I yell. The little man says, please tell your friend to desist. Or I guess I'm, you guys are in the same room now. Please tell the little gruntling to desist. This is an insult. You summon some sort of observing eyes while hiding your own? This is dishonorable. No, I am the epitome of honor. I am here to ensure the land is cleansed of any foul demonic energies. And I find that three of you among you are guilty of demonic intercourse. Yeah. Says Nash of the Solar Mines. I'm pointing my horns and kind of shrug. You are to be sentenced to death. Please step forward. And he points to you, Hope, you, Stanley, and you, Nash. Step forward and kneel and prepare for a clean death. I cannot allow this. I am their protector, their jailer. And I will see that they are redeemed for their deeds. We are to destroy the principle. And they have made terrible choices for power that Did will give them. Did you just lie? Hmm? Did you just lie? Oh, I actually believe that. I am uh, the enforcer of the deal. You're the jailer. Okay, okay, then no need to... But but lie. you can make... Because jailer's a bit of a strong word. Yeah, that's why I asked. I was like, is, is he trying to be Stanley? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> they're my prisoners. Um, okay, so he says, you dine to kill the principle, the only thing which protects this world, and you're all enemies. Then I, you are sir, a fool. You will die at the hand of I, Sir Renko, of the umbilical order of paladins. And his power armor starts to, starts to glow. And then these energy, these, this, this yellow energy uh, wings start to fire off behind him. As they form up, and his power armor begins to just glow. Um, combat is starting, uh, so he hasn't done anything aggressive yet. But there's basically a standoff happening right now. I then mean... this shall be glorious. So, are you going to cast your spell, Stanley, or am I going to roll for initiative? I'm going to cast it, but I'll cast it at his chest instead of his head. All right. So let's roll for initiative. Eleven. Uh, Eleven. Eleven for Stanley, eleven for Nash. Seven. Four. Four for um, Hope and seven for Varel. Yep. Okay. Bok Bok rolls a five. 
Ring. Okay. Um, so, Stanley, he's about to do something aggressive, so cast your heat metal. All right. Uh, oh, he's wearing it. It just hits. Um, okay. There's no constitution. Set. Like it, it just works, right? It just heats the metal? Uh, yeah. Well, hold on. Let me find the exact spell here. Uh, heat metal. Any creature in physical contact with the object just takes damage. So, yeah. Okay, perfect. So he's going to take 2d6 damage? Uh, 2d8. Okay. Uh, which is fine. Because <laughs> it was not a okay. good roll. <laughs> perfect. Okay, so immediately the, the armor begins to glow, and you, you, see it, you see it start begin to glow like even brighter, this red, and you hear it from the side of the, the visor. Arr! Okay, so now the metal's heated, and it appears to begin cooking him. <laughs> All right, he gets to go first. He immediately jumps into action. As soon as he casts that spell, he puts his hand out, his large, his large metal brown metallic hand, and the fist, uh, he opens up his hand to be open, like an open palm, and it decouples from his arms, and the wrist fires out at you, Stanley, for your face, and attempts to grapple you. Uh, so can we make a grapple? Sure. Uh, that's going to be an 18 save. Oh, no. Uh, so is it dex or athletics? It's dex. Okay. So that's going to be actually a 20 for a save. Because it's a saving throw, right? Yeah. All right. So the, the hand is basically, it looks like it's coming straight for your face to just grip you in your face. And you duck out of the way. And the hand the hand rockets past you. <laughs> And it grabs on to the to the fate four and is like, Argh. and then with an, with another, um, so with that having been done, he immediately springs into action and a rocket pack from his back, a large giant uh, jet of rocket comes up and he flies straight into Varel uh, in an attempt to knock you over. Um, so I need a strength. Is a shove strength contest? One second. It's not. It's not a grapple. It's a shove. It's like this. I lost my DM screen. Oh no, it's on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Sorry guys, I just want to see shove thing is. Shoving action, special attack. Uh, It doesn't say on here, that's weird. You make an athletics check contested by athletics or dexterity. The target chooses oh, the ability. So same, same as grapple. Okay, so he attempts yep. to shove you. Um, all right, let's do it. Cool. 23. 22. You're shoved to the ground. He, his, his giant armor flies right into you. Boom! And you just feel this hard metal as it just, just smacks you right down onto the ground and you're prone. And then he raises up a foot and he puts it on your chest and, and holds you into the ground. And you reach, reach. All right. It's now Stanley's turn. Uh, okay. I am going to... Uh, I'm going to use my bonus action to continue the heat metal to burn him. Okay. <clears throat> That's going to be 12 points of damage. Okay. And... Um, does it say I guess it doesn't use a spell to do that it's just a bonus action additional to it yeah so uh, you, you, 
It's currently in the process of being heated. In order to do damage, use your bonus action to pulse it, causing damage, basically. Okay, so I'll do that, and then um, I will look at him and lift up the megaphone and uh, just yell through it. Are you beginning to feel the burn, then? And have that be a vicious mockery. Okay. Uh, it's a save, right? Constitution? Uh, or... It is a wisdom. wisdom save. 15. Alright, it fails. He takes the damage, and he has disadvantage. Three damage on top of that. Three damage. Okay, perfect. Alright, um, do you have any movement? You're sort of all still standing in a line. Uh, he's, yeah, he's, I wanna... he's, he's amongst you. Uh holding Varel down. Is it within range of an opportunity attack if I move? No. Uh, I'm gonna go and duck behind the front of the car. Okay. Uh, as you go to duck behind the front of the car, you hear the engine rev up. Oh. It begins to take off. Well, then... So, so you're trying to run up and you're trying to do that. <laughs> that little piece of shit! I hate Can this I kid! Can I grab onto the car? <clears throat> you're out of actions for the turn. Oh, crap. Bye, car. <laughs> okay. Goodbye, car. Uh, so you're you're stuck in the open desert. Nash, it's your turn. All right. Um, you have a still have a blood beard. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to. Um, I'm going to shrink him to half his size. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. And uh, let me pick it up. Here we go. Nash only likes to fight tiny opponents. Well, it's just, if he's holding Varel down, I think this is a great way for Varel to get up. Is my thinking. Um, no, I, I'm with you. I just like that, that you like to shrink people. Yeah. I don't think it affects their strength or anything, does it? I'm I thought sure. it did. I thought I halved everything. Or did some kind of cut, didn't it? No, it doesn't, it's not that, it's not that um, blanketing. Um, I, I mean, I don't actually don't know. I don't think we've used it offensively to shrink anything except the Beholder, which sort of had a really... No, we did use it that one no, time. No, enlarge or reduce. Okay. I um, but I'm, I don't remember what it does. Okay, I reduce. Think, the I definitely think it reduces their damage. Okay, sure. it says here, uh, the target's size is halved in all dimensions and his weight uh, is reduced up to one-eighth of normal. This reduction increases its size, by or its size or shrinking by a category from medium to small. Uh, blah blah blah. It says the target also has disadvantage on strength checks and strength saving flow throws. Cool. Uh, the target we uh, target's weapons also shrink to match its new size. While these weapons are reduced, the target's attacks with them deal one d four less damage. This can reduce the damage below one. Or this does help the, the grappling, one. the Varel grappling. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to do it. All right. Uh, I I go. Wichita Hacker Walker, or whatever I say when I do these things, and boom, I throw it at him, and it's like, oh shit, I've been hit with a thing. So now and he is half. As his, shy, as his size shrinks down by half, and he sort of looks like a halfling now. A halfling in, in this like powered metallic armor. Uh, and it's sort of, you feel yourself beginning to loosen uh, uh, Varela as he shrinks down. Uh, are you moving anywhere? Using any bonus actions? Uh, is there anywhere to sort of. Hmm. Can't visualize it, so I'll just I'll say. Uh, am I near Stanley? How close am I to Stanley? Uh, Stanley ran towards the vehicle that's driving off, so you're not close to him. Um. 
I'm going to do the, I'm going to, I mean, just to keep in character, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to look over my shoulder and go, oh my gosh, the car, and I'm going to run toward where Stanley ran. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, you guys are both running after the car. With my red, um, my red blood Morel, beard. it's your turn. Yeah. Cool. I will, um, I'm basically just going to grab the leg and turn my head sideways and, good, get the car. I will handle this man. Okay. Um, so you're breaking your you're breaking your disadvantage uh, the grapple right now, or are you regrappling? I am continuing the grapple. I'm going to enter my rage okay. as well. So, we, so for you to be the controller, we have to roll. Um, we'll have to roll a grapple contest. Cool. Let us do it then. Is uh, his one. little dune buggy there with him? Right? No. You said that was there, or there's he no just dune, just there's no dune buggy. There's no dune buggy. Twenty-three. Yes, he might have used his rocket pack. Um, uh, Emerald one. Sweet. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so you well then, complete... then I would like to. Okay, so if I if he's on me and standing on me with one leg, I'd like to do kind of a a scissory kick where I've got his leg in between my whole body and with my legs on top of them. So I'm just okay. rip. I just want to rip the whole power leg off. Oh, okay. You 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 basically wrapped your legs around his one leg and also part of his chest. Like yes, but he's small now, so like he's basically pressed like the, under my buttocks. The, like the pinning move they do in UFC, I guess. All <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. So, and you're trying to rip his leg off. Yeah. Okay. The power leg off. I'm, I'm just gonna start. I'm trying to like strip this guy. Yep. So roll roll an attack roll for the pull. Okay. Uh, this will be reckless. Yeah. Twenty three. Okay, um, nice. and so uh, roll unarmed or improvised weapons uh, damage. Six. Uh, ten. Okay, so you, you pull a bit and you hear ah from the visor ah as, as you and you feel like you feel sinew snap. You haven't pulled the leg off, but you're making progress. Awesome. <laughs> you, feel, you feel progress in the flesh. And I will do the electric shock through my body into his. Okay, it's a save, right? Yep, 13. Okay, the electric shock goes through as electricity and it overflow, overloads like the lights on there and they go as you shock him. Five damage. Okay, uh, perfect. Uh, okay, uh, so Bokbok's turn. Bokbok reaches into his pants and gets dynamite. He lights it. He, he runs. He runs up. He's like, ah! And he runs. He runs up, and he sort of he takes the dynamite and he sticks it in the like. There's a little opening uh, between chinks of armor. He sort of sticks it in there, and he puts his hands over his ears, <laughs> and he runs off into the open desert. <laughs> uh, that's his turn. Uh, the, the dynamite's now. Uh, <laughs> the dynamite's now lit and going off. That's amazing. I can't wait. Um, uh, okay. All right. So yeah. Um, yep. Uh, Hope. Where do you? Fa oh, you're, you're, it's your turn now. All right. I'll yell to Pharrell. Pharrell, get out of there now! And then I'll back up thirty feet and I'll take aim. I won't fire yet, but he's got a jetpack, so I want to be backing up behind him so that if Pharrell gets out, I can light up his jetpack and hopefully pop it. Okay, you're going to try and take out his jetpack when he uses it. You're readying an action. Uh, once Varel's out of there, because I'd like to explode the jetpack. Okay. I'm assuming there's still fuel. Okay, so you want to shoot the jetpack the moment Varel has let go. Yes, so I'm readying okay. that action. 
Got it. Um, all right. Is are you moving anywhere? You also have bonus action available. I've uh, backed up thirty okay. feet just so I'm sure. clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. I'm ready. All right. Um, so uh, the car now. Um, the car sort of drives off uh, as all all this happens, and um, and it, it spins around. You see it sort of spin around. Oh, no. the, the car spins around to face uh, directly in its sights. Varel and the power armor guy, and you just hear Tedna's in there. He's going, "Don't worry, guys, I got this." And you hear, rin, 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 rin. he's revving up, waiting to presumably ram the power armor guy with the truck. And he ready's that. All right, Ranko, the guy with the, the power armor, the paladin, he leans up and he looks towards you, and he just says, "Hold on, foul demon!" And the rocket pack goes up. Uh, so, so um, Varel, as you're gripping him, you haven't let go. He f- he rockets straight up into the air, and so you you both fly up about sixty feet. Like he can't move because he's grappled, but his jetpack appears to just operate at will. And so you, you now both they, you you guys see Varel and the metal man rocket way up into the air, and there's this tr- there's this stream of gray smoke, and it sort of clouds your vision for a second as you guys both fly up into the air. And then he takes his arm that no longer has a fist on it, and you see uh, a giant, like, it looks like a, it starts to light up. There's this big hole, and it goes, as he fires into your face. Jeez. What do you've gone, 120 feet? If he was big? If he was big? 23. 23 versus my armor? Versus my face? Yeah. It's a hit. It's a hit, okay. So, um... There's this uh, a giant <laughs> uh, a rocket flies out, hits you point blank, but because it doesn't get much trajectory, it just bludgeons you. Okay, so it hits you in the face like his missile, Boink! dunks you in the head cool. for um, fourteen points of damage. Sweet. It's so since it's bludgeoning, bludgeoning, not explosive. Bludgeoning. Awesome. Yeah, setup. Not a, bludgeoning. It bunks you and then it tumbles down past you and starts. It falls thirty feet. Right now, there's a giant missile, presumably with some ordnance in it. Uh, Thirty feet above everyone else. There's a, there's a rocket. There's a, <laughs> there's a rocket that hasn't exploded. Yeah, but it's half you. the size that it would have been, right? Yeah. Okay. I just oh, so, want I just, oh, when this comes we, up sorry. around the fire, I want everyone to remember who did, who shrunk it. No, no, yo, you're, you're right. <laughs> Actually, sorry, that damage I gave you is wrong. Um, it's one d four less. So let me. Okay, it's thirteen, not fourteen. Cool. So still seven. Yeah, and. Um, and yeah, he makes it. Then, then um, uh, he attempts to shoot you with the rocket. And then, uh, sorry, uh, as you're grappling him, these two there's these two sort of like you didn't really notice them till now, so they flipped open. But on his shoulder, where his shoulder things are, there's these two like looks like plastic coverings, like Tupperware top containers, and they flip open, blink blink on both sides. And these two rats run out. <laughs> And they start. They start scrambling down. His, his <laughs> good <laughs> lord! These two rats start scrambling down and start attacking your eyes. They, they run across your legs and they try to get at your face. They start attacking your eyes to try and make you let go. Oh, I love it. Um, this is some Obi Wan Kenobi spaceship level gadget fall mixed right. up in there. So, so, so one of the rats runs forward and he immediately loses his grip and falls. I rolled a one. So oh no! <laughs> so now that there's, there's a rat and a rock. These are half-sized rats, right? The other one, uh, fourteen, doesn't hit you, right? Uh, no, no. Okay, so the other rat runs up to one of your eyeballs, and he's like on top of your head, and he's like, 
he's trying to you, you can feel his tongue and you feel his teeth sort of scrape but he hasn't it's hard to bite into you between your scales your protective armor and he doesn't get it yet but you now have a rat on your face trying to eat your eyeball and you're floating 60 feet above the air um stanley it's your turn all right uh let's do this so i'm there's a, going there's a, a rocket falling from the sky and there's I'm a going to move <laughs> and a rat <laughs> I'm going to move directly underneath where they went up. So that theoretically... Directly underneath the the, the rocket as well. Yes. So that theoretically puts me within 60 feet of him and 30 feet of the rocket, right? Sure. Yeah, let's say that. So I am going to send Mage Hand out to catch the rocket and just hold it in place from falling. Yeah. Okay. Um, So I just want to find out, uh, because it might be difficult, it's a difficult catch... Is it? It doesn't just like we have to do a check for that, right? Even if it's your mage hand. Oh no! It doesn't say anything about it. Yeah, but to do a feat of something, it's you know tough, right? I'm gonna have to assign a difficulty to it. Um, I'm just wondering, does mage hand affect that in any way? I guess is my question. Or is no. it just like it's like your hand, but not on your body? Yeah, it's just like, an extension that, of as me. if it's a, okay. So um, I'll need you to roll a sleight of hand check for the ability to catch. Sucker. Please. Well, that's all right. That's going to be a 23. All right. You sort of catch it, but you don't force your way. You, you, your hand drops and you catch it with it so as not to create an impact, right? Right. The mage hand goes up to meet it, then, and now you have it in your hand. You've got the rocket in your hand. In the uh, mage hand. All right. And let's see. Um,. It appears at the point that I choose within range, mm-hmm. and I can then move it 30 feet away. Okay. So I'm going to just move it 30 feet out from... Okay, so you, you, send, you send it out to a safe direction. that where yeah. If it explodes, it won't explode near anybody. Yeah. Okay, uh, perfect. And then because I am 60 feet within Dude Man, uh, let's keep that armor heated. Okay. And we'll flare that again. Right. Toaster. Uh, but it's not it very burns, effective. It burns Pharrell as well. Oh, well, shit. Damage. Two damage. I rolled double okay. ones. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. But for, because Pharrell's grappling the heated metal, Pharrell also takes uh, two points of damage. Got it. Um, okay. Perfect. All right. Uh, that's my turn. Nash. Okay. She hasn't done her opportunity attack yet because he's still holding Varel, right? Do I have that right? Varel's, hold- Varel's holding him. Okay, so until he separates, hope. I'm trying yeah, he to gets combo. an opportunity attack. Okay, yeah. I'm trying to combo here, but it's not going to work. All right. Um, Unless something crazy happens that you know would prevent him from doing that. I don't know what you have in mind. So the bomb is falling because he's, he's he's if he's grappled i don't think he gets to have opportunity attacks while he's grappled is where's the bomb and our uh, 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 where's the bomb like how close to impact it's 30 feet away in a safe direction from stanley so probably like 40 or 50 feet away from you yeah we've removed it from the so it's field. no longer a factor really yeah unless it's a nuke and then we're all dead anyway yeah. So the Varel's up in the air, grappling the half-sized paladin and power armor. Um, there's a rat on 
Corel's face. Is the rat capable of hurting him? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to try to put the guy in the suit to sleep. Okay, what's the range on sleep? Just to give him a give Varel an advantage. Range is 90 feet. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Um. So he's going to be he's going to be 50 percent and asleep here. That's the plan. Uh, okay, one second. Let me just. You got to you got to roll dice for it, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, let me just. Yeah. So roll your dice. Okay. Here for, we go. I mean, I have, to, I have to roll for hit first, right? No, there's no hit. You roll the amount of hit dice. Remember the way this works. Oh, you center it on an area, right. and the person with the least amount of hit points uses up the hit points for sleeping, which means Varel, if Varel has less hit points than the, than the power armor guy, Varel will be put to sleep. We don't know how many hit points the power armor guy has. Or the, the rat might be put to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot about the rat. Yeah. Unfortunately, like I'll be honest with you, sleep's a bit of a rough spell if there's a bunch of friendlies or unintended targets in the area you're shooting it in. I knew it was a risk um, with Varel, but I didn't think about the rat. The rat as well, yeah. Because the rat's just going to be automatic. Doesn't the pool move from... There's, still, there's, a, there's a second rat falling where the rocket was. There's a second rat falling as well. Oh, right. Oh, is it falling? There's two rats. One rat is attacking Varel's eye. The other one slipped off and he's falling. And he's falling how many feet? <laughs> Uh, 60 feet. 60 feet. I mean, that may be enough to kill him. If, if he he's, he's probably just going <laughs> to die. He's going to die. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. But you might put him to sleep. It might use up your sleep. I know. I know. He's going to sleep before he hit the ground. Yeah. You know? um, but, uh, can I, yeah. Uh, is it too late? Have I already committed? No, no. You're not. We're, 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 we're just right. answering some questions about, you know, <laughs> things your character would know about. Whether a spell would work or not, is it? We hope you, his character would know. I well, don't know. I, I mean, look, if it works, he'll make quick work of that thing and hopes thing will go off and we're done. But I didn't think oh, wait, about. I tell you to roll the dice though. I don't know. I'll give it to you, but yeah. All right, firebolt. I'm gonna firebolt the. I'm gonna okay. be. I'm gonna be uh, awesome with this firebolt. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna hit that rat right in the right off his face. Okay, you're aiming for the rats. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Roll the tech dice. Okay. <laughs> Take ten. All right. Okay. Here we go. Sorry. Uh, wrong dice. Uh, okay. Shit. Zero. Oh no, that's ten. <laughs> <laughs> No, attack dice. It's a d20, my friend. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, right. No, but I have to do... Okay, forget the d10. I'm sorry. <laughs> if this hits, though, get ready for 10 damage, everybody. Double shit. Two. Okay. So fire the firebolt up into the air and it whizzes past. Gosh dang it. <laughs> All right, my final action is to go, oops, and that's it. <laughs> All right, uh, Varel, it's your turn. Frick. All right, I want to uh, T Rex snap my head sideways. Arc, kind of like I'm, you know, I'm eating the. I'm gonna eat the rat. I want to eat the rat with my hungry jaws. Okay. So bonus action, attack the rat. Twenty-one. All right, you, you get to 
get your your mouth on it. Uh, you sort of you sort of shake your head a little bit, and it falls a bit into your jaw enough for you to get a bite on that guy. All right, ten points of damage. Okay. Um, you, okay, so you bite it. Your teeth sink into it, and you hear a squeal as it just is. You know, you, you fully almost you don't quite tear it in two, but your teeth are far enough that you can feel one tooth grind against the other. Um, and then you just saw your teeth a little bit and you get that spinal cord cut in two and then the top half flies off and oh. starts falling down. And awesome. You got, the bo- you got the bottom half of the rat, you know, the butt uh, in your mouth. <laughs> I start eating that and gain my three temporary hit points from Hunger Games. <laughs> All right, and- you start chewing on it. All right, so am I am I upside down? Am I holding on to this guy by the legs? Yeah, still? yeah, the, the rocket is propelling you up. It hasn't stopped. It's just as far as you've gotten on the turn. So you're in the process of flying up, and you have you have him grappled by the leg. And okay. You, and you ate a rat butt. I'm going to make myself do an insight, if that's cool, because I don't yeah. know if I understood what Hope said to me, because I've been busy. I think that's the best way to handle it. What did Hope say to you? Sorry. Hope was yelling at me something about something, and then there's like a, a something sparking at his neck or something that Varel, you know. You do see the dynamite. Okay, you so I know, know what that's... you know what dynamite does. You've seen it in Slave Town. Okay. You know it's a it's a blowy. Yeah, it's a fresh blowy. <laughs> the one, the one time I saw it, it took about three rounds. But okay, well then I will. Um... I mean, Bok Bok could have set it to any number of rounds as he chooses. It yeah, depends how long it fuses. It looks pretty close, I will say. Okay, then I will. So I've got a hold of the leg. Then I'll look down. I'll see Stanley directly below me, and I'll let go. Okay. Perfect. As a reaction, as he comes down, I will cast Featherfall on him. All right. Um, so I want to give you... him time to get away from Metal Man, but I will cast that as he gets close. All right. Let's go. Uh, you, 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 let, uh, <laughs> you let go of the Metal Man and fall maybe about 30 feet before uh, Stanley sees it, and he casts his spell. Make sure to expand your spell slot. And you start falling very gently towards the ground. But you miss, and you hit the rat! No, well, I was going to get to that. I was like, but the rat's underneath you, so as soon as you hit the ground, you'll crush it. No the second rat. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, cool. So and then I'll use my standard to... Yeah, because the free action, let go. Bonus action, eat the rat, let go. I want to use my... I want to prepare a push-off if he comes around at me because the dynamite. Oh, you haven't used your main action yet, right? Right. Correct. So, sorry, you want to ready a push-off if he decides to re-engage you, basically? Yeah, so basically I'm falling, and I got my legs ready, and, you know, like a, a kid in the pool gonna push away from him if he comes at me with a grapple. Okay, so you're ready to, uh, uh, okay, a kick away. Got it. Cool. Alright, um, Hope, your turn. Cool, and now, can I start with the reaction shot first and then take the normal turn? Um, so the condition happening didn't happen, so no, okay. you don't. You just, you just, you just lose it, and you're now next to your next, and your next turn. Okay, cool. Uh, well, I will stand where I am and take aim. I'll walk uh, ten feet closer 
just so he's within range of my shotgun, and I'll take a shot at him at the jetpack with a okay. 13. All right. Um, with a 13, so you take your, you take your shot. <laughs> flies wide as he's ah. continues spiraling upwards. I'll curse and demonic, and I'll use my... Uh, my uh, oh, what's my what is it called? My extra attack that I have. Where are you? Oh, your um, action surge, I think. Yes, Bonus. action oh. surge. Thank you. Yeah. I'll try again. This time with a better, uh, with a nineteen. With oh, a nineteen. Okay, this time it hits. Roll right damage perfect. dice. So seventeen damage. Ooh, holy shit. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, so um, the bullet hits, and you see uh, it looks like something, some sort of strange liquid. You assume sort of oil, but it's uh, it's kind of bluish in nature. Um, it sort of glows blue. It begins sort of pumping out of the side of the power armor. <laughs> you see sort of squirts. And as it hits him, it, it knocks him, so he sort of spins in a, it, he starts twirling as he flies up. Um, but you don't get an immediate reaction like he's falling to the ground. Okay, awesome. And then I'll the... turn and I'll look at the car and I will make eye contact with Tedna. Okay, and he takes his hands up to, he's like, he takes his hands off the steering wheel, he's like, <laughs> and, and he reacts to you in that way, like he just, you know, he's desisting, basically. He gives you that look like he was just trying to help. <laughs> Um, all right, uh, so um, the man in the power armor begins to fly up, and then he writes himself as he's sort of twirling. He's, he takes back, and then with his free hand, um, he, he unsheaths. There's like this sort of revolver-looking thing from it. He unsheaths it, and he begins firing down um, at the ground, uh, firing at you, Hope. He takes one shot at you and misses, um, but where it hits, like this, it's a large... This large circle of white light emanates from the gun, and it, and it whizzes past your head and hits the ground. You just hear a small mini explosion behind you, and then he takes his gun and he tries to shoot at um, uh, Varel, and it, it also flies by. This white like light fires past and hits the ground in a mini explosion. And he doesn't appear to have noticed a stick of dynamite, which then erupts in his head. Um, Wait, he it went shots. off. It went off in his head. Yeah, it goes off. So Sweet. he just he fired down a couple of shots, and then the stick of dynamite just went, boo! <laughs> um, so let me find out where where are you, Buck Buck? I like three copies of Nash's character sheet open for some reason. <laughs> I watch Why? Uh, you gotta keep your eyes on Nash. He's up to stuff. <laughs> I don't trust that guy. Uh, yeah. Putting you all to sleep. Sorry, I just I gotta remember what explosives do. Um, equipment. Dynamite. All right. Each creature within five feet of that point must make a DC 12 or take 3d6 bludgeoning damage. So DC 12. That fails. All right. So the dynamite explodes. I just want to see if it pushes them. It doesn't push them. So it just explodes in his head. You see this, you see this massive explosion. A few pieces of metal come off. As, and it explodes in his face. He's sort of twirling up in the air at the moment. Um, 
Tedna, uh, then you're looking at him, Hope. Tedna gets up from the vehicle, walks out, and just sort of you know, brushes off his sweaty brow and looks up and goes, wow. As he looks at that power armor guy up in the sky. Uh, Stanley, your turn. Uh, how far away is he from me now? Uh, and he's about... Um, he would have continued flying up as he made his shot, so he's about 120 feet up in the air. Alright, I'm going to point my fingers at him and fire an Eldritch Blast at him. Okay. I'm not going to hit him. <laughs> okay, so just fires wide as he's quite distant up in the air. Um, anything else that you want to do? Uh, I'm going to... I mean, he's falling slowly. I don't know if there's anything I can really do to actually catch Varel, so I'm going to just gingerly step out from underneath him and let Good gravity idea. do what yeah. it does. All right, perfect. Nash, your turn. Uh, another firebolt, please. Yeah, roll. Side of, side of fries. You can reach 120 feet, I think, with Firebolt, so you're good. That's better. 18. Okay, it's a hit. Okay. Damage will be... 1d10? Yeah. Uh, it will be... 9! Okay. Um, so the Firebolt flies up in the air, and just, it, you hear a dunk as it hits him right in the face. Sweet. And he sort of flies back and he begins careening out of control and flying off to the right starting to make a descent as you hit him uh, in the face sweet okay Varel you're now floating down cool am I floating for my entire action uh, no I mean you'll, you'll reach the ground uh, oh, okay. in time to use all of your in time to use all of your abilities so you slowly uh, float down you feel the ground beneath your... Well, you feel the ground on your back. So you're actually prone, because you fell with your feet up. Sure. Yeah. Uh, how far away... So he is now... The Metal He's Man fl- is... The Metal Man is careening through the air, having been hit with the fireball, sort of flopping around about 120 feet up. He's quite far up. Okay. Looking like he's going down, or still he's start, he's starting to, He's starting to direct himself down and off to the, to the right side. Okay. How far away is the car? About 60 feet. Okay, so uh, without any anything to attack, my rage subsides, I hit the ground, and I'll do a... Yeah, I'll do a, a dash action to the car. I'm going to throw it open. I'm going to grab the jetpack out. Okay, perfect. Uh, and that'll so be my whole action. Oh, I see. We have to use an action to get the extended range because you have to get up. Right, okay. so and I gotta get up, I gotta run, 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 and throw open yeah. the door, and I assume maybe right. I got my hands on the jetpack. You've got the dwarven jetpack on. Uh, I hope it's your turn. Bok-Bok's still, he's, he, uh, by the way, we haven't been doing Bok-Bok. Bok-Bok hid behind a rock, and now he just goes, he goes, yeah, 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 he's just here cheering from, from the side. I uh, hope it's your turn. All right, I'm gonna dash back to the car, and as I get to it, I'll tell Tedna to get in, sit down and shut up and then I'll get in the driver's seat and I'll start <laughs> driving to where Stanley and Nash and Bok Bok are. Okay. I don't okay. know if this can all happen in one turn, but that's... Yeah, I think, I think so. I think you tell him to get in, he gets in, he just he's complicit. Uh, you get in, you throw open, I guess your action would be starting up the car and then you hit the gas and drive near uh, Stanley and Nash. Yeah. It's a tough cookie, that hope. Yelling to get in. All right. Um, uh, okay, so that's so. So now the the, the metal. Uh, you, you hear like metal begin to like 
and the fist that it had punched and attempted to grab Stanley uh, decouples and rockets back towards its owner. Uh, now, in in the air, the the, the metal man um, he writes himself, and he begins again. He brings up his rocket arm, and he attempts to fire a rocket at the Fate Four. Jeez, going for the car, man! Not cool. Um, so he hits the vehicle, uh, but you see as he sort of flies in and, and fires into the rocket. Uh, fires the rocket into the top of the vehicle. It explodes in the top. I need everyone to roll a uh, dexterity saving throw, please. It's an 18 for me. 18. It is a... Whoever's in the... Sorry, whoever's in the vehicle. Stanley oh, isn't in the vehicle. I'm not in the vehicle. In the vehicle. Hope. Um, good, because I, I rolled a two. <laughs> Tedna and Varel, are you? You're in the vehicle. Yeah. Terrible yeah, roll. Dexterity save. Sixteen. Okay. So um, you both save that. that uh, sorry, what was your roll again? Hope. I just, I missed it. Okay. So you both save. Tedna does not, however, and so he's sort of standing around, and the rocket lands in, and it just he takes the brunt of the force and it bashes him against the side of the vehicle, and um, yeah, he takes about. 18 points of damage, and he just hits the wall and slides down and sort of falls unconscious. And there's sort of shrapnel and cuts in his face as, as, as the top of the roof, the rocket hits the top of the roof and sort of puts this hole open in the top of the roof. There's this gaping area and a bunch of smoke and detritus as your, your vehicle's damaged. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, it is now... Uh, the rats are dead. Uh, so, Stanley, your turn. Uh, all right, so the vehicle's coming towards us. Um, I assume that's going to get us to the metal man sooner. Uh, is he within 120 feet, or he's now further away than that? Uh, I mean, no, he, he was in, within range to fire at you, so you can fire back with 120 feet of range. Uh, but if I wanted to, like, grab onto the car as it's going by, that would be an action, right? That I would have to ready? Um, using one thing is a free action, but as soon as you have to do two items or do a thing with it, it's an action. So... So if you were to... If you were to grab... There's handles on, on the Fate 4. If you were to grab a handle and just hang off the vehicle, I'd say free action. Okay. As it drives by. If you That's... take two hands to climb into the vehicle... That's an action. I would like to hang from the side of the vehicle, and I would like to fire Eldritch Blast again at it. Okay. So you jump onto the side of the vehicle, you fire an Eldritch Blast out, roll your attack. Oh, that's better. Uh, that's going to be a 19 to hit. Okay. Then roll the damage dice. That's 10. Okay. 10. Um... You fire an Eldritch Blast and it hits him again, just sort of in the chest, and the magic the magic lands on it and begins to corrupt the armor. As, as, you, as you see that it hits, and he looks, he goes, ah! And he starts rocketing now, straight down towards the ground. And so a little ways off, you just hear, as he hits, hits the ground. It takes fall damage. Um... Picture it like a balloon that's been the air is coming out of it, and it's just 
He, he flies out of the ground and hits the ground. <laughs> Nash, it's your turn. Can I see him now? Uh, he's over at Dune, where he landed. Okay. Uh, I'd like to... How, how far is that? How many feet? Uh, you'd have to get in the vehicle. He's about 180 feet. All right, I'm going to get in the car then. All right, climb around in the car. Bok-Bok. Bok-Bok sort of runs, but he's really far away from the car. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you want to go pick him up. We're going to sort of move to free action. Combat turns are over. So the, the, the Nash hops into the vehicle. Bok-Bok's like, ah, 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 he starts running towards the vehicle to get picked up. Hope, uh, your decision. Um, I'm going to keep driving to where the metal man is, but as we're okay. driving, I'm going <laughs> to call back, Stanley, the kid, please. And I'll keep driving. All right, I'm going to... So you see slumped in the corner, uh, uh, Tedna is just full of shrapnel cuts, and he's unconscious in the corner. I got it. For D&D speak, he's below zero hit points. I got to touch him to heal him. I can. Am I able to climb in, or am I just stuck to the side well, we're of the free, car? We're, right we're not in combat action uh, turns anymore, so okay. whatever you want to do. Yeah, so I'll, cl- I'll clamber over there and cast Cure Wounds at level one on him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and that will be... The eight plus five. Oh, he's the lucky one. He got uh, thirteen hit points back. Okay, so you be, his wounds begin to recuperate, and he begin the color begins to, uh, you know, face color begins to enter into his face. He sort of, uh, but he still lights out. He doesn't rise from his unconsciousness. But he's, that'll he's be enough here. to keep him alive at least is lucky for him. Thank you. I'll keep driving. Right, How far so back drive is Bok-Bok? Uh, I mean, he's, you know, several hundred feet now. He's on the horizon. Okay. You see, he'll catch up. Meet us um, over the dr- dune, Bok-Bok. Ah, no, 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 no. He's like, no leave, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. We won't. His, his mind, all his mind is filled with panic. You can tell <laughs> it's very hard to talk with him. He's, don't leave, don't leave. Um, and uh, you approach the area where um, the paladin came down. So there's a small little mini crater in the side of a dune as you crest to the other side, and you see him sort of his armor's just like he's like seated into it, hands hands on either side out, legs out, visor covered so you can't see any face, motionless. The armor on the front has been um, melted open by the eldritch blast. There's this blackness to it. And you see, like, it's hard to tell whether it was the Eldritch Blast or it's just the way it's made, but the flesh of the man appears to be embedded, like, in the metal. Like, it's just, they're not separate. There's this sort of weird in the opening. There's this weird, like, it's hard to tell where exactly the line is where flesh begins and where metal ends. Um, and he's not, like, cut open, but you just see some, some flesh, and it's very, it looks kind of melted and old. As if, as if the flesh itself was made of, of some liquid. I will be prepared to use the dwarven rocket pack to pursue if yeah. they attempt to jet off. And I'll pull up near the body, stop the car, turn it off, and walk out. Go check it out, make sure he's dead. Okay. As you sort of cautiously get closer, you hear a little... <clears throat> I'll smile. 
Pull out my machete. <laughs> Smile. Was that necessary? Not dead yet. That's good. <laughs> That's good. It's just funny. I like how you're like, oh, he's alive. I'm happy. <laughs> and then you, you do see notice movement of the chest as breathing is happening. He's still alive. No, I'll hold back. Well, if you guys have anything to say, say it now. I'm still in the car taking care of Tetna. Oh. Okay. Uh, the mouth. I might need a mouth. Can he? Well, I guess I can try. Uh, can he? Uh, can you speak? I say to the guy. <sighs> what you hear in response? I turn around and go. He can breathe, but he's not talking. What do you guys want to do? There's... I'm heading up to the group. Okay. There's flesh exposed, right? Yes. All right. Finally. As as Stanley approaches, I would like to arm across Hope a little bit. Not not like a full blown like yeah. we're not doing like a a clothesline, but kind of out diagonal and wait. Stanley must interrogate. You shall have the kill. I'll nod. Alright, I will walk over, kneel down in front of him. Are you able to hear and understand? Can you nod at the very least? I hear you, sinner. Um, how were you able to find us? The paladins of the umbilical order have means to find those with demonic taint. Trail led me to you. What you found in that hole you brought with you. And you pervert our land with it. How I many will not more? be the last. Oh, Good, you were proactive on answering that one. Uh, how many more of their order are you? Are there? It is not about how many. But that... We will be reborn. And then from his shoulder, you just hear a little boonk, and this thing fires up into the air. Small, it's like a little sort of thing opens up in the corner. And just something fires up into the air. You don't know what. Barely perceptible. Can I basketball splat it? It's it's <laughs> tiny. It's like it's oh. tiny. It, it <laughs> fires up. It rockets up super quick before you can. Okay. And then as it as as it flies up, you see a flash. There's this white flash. Everyone's like it, eyes are like. It's a flare. Says Nash. Well, the wing that will come for you. Why does your order serve the principal? <laughs> we serve not the principal. But you said if we oppose him, we're your enemies. Why would that be? We expunge demonic. The demons are our enemies. They betrayed us many millennia ago. 
and our order is here to preserve and protect our world from them. Warrior, your order has held this land hostage for too long. We intend to destroy the principle, destroy the demons that follow, and bring balance back. Your mission will be completed by us. You may rest now. You are a fool to think that you are a fool to think that killing the principle would aid would aid our order in protecting this world from the demons. <laughs> You've brought them into our land and you poison the very air we breathe with it. Your dying breaths only speak weakness. You better hurry up then. And you shame yourself on this battlefield. Rest, warrior. Don't let him die. Be silent. Best of luck to you. Push past Varel with my machete out, and I'm gonna go for the exposed skin, and I'm gonna carve in demonic alphabet, like CP for Copal Praise. Okay. (laughs) And you hear him go, You may desecrate my body, but I will be honored in the heavens. Your acts are meaningless, demon. Walk <laughs> <laughs> I lean Until over. I can I? Mouth. I need to lean over to Stanley and go. Thought, Stanley, hold on a second. How come he answered you, but he wouldn't say sorry. shit when I talked to him? Uh, a, a little detail that I forgot to mention is that his visor does come up during all of this. Oh, oh. that oh. explains it. I, I meant to say that face. it's important. Yeah, exactly. He's putting like his visor. It comes up, and you see a man, pink fleshed, and but his skin looks like it's like it's it's pulled and hooked into the metal. Like there's all this, it's like, you know, it's hard. It, it looks like he's not in armor, but that the armor is grafted into his skin from what you can see in the metal. Anyways, he exposed his face and said all those things. I just sort of retconning it a little right, bit. In there. Well, so when you spit, it lands in his mouth and he's like, ah. Hope enough of your marks end him. You will. You will suffer once your master collects your All right, souls. All right, then I'll take my machete into you... his mouth. Ah! Ah! <laughs> 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 like, ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was <laughs> really good, uh, pretty quickly. good at first. Yeah. He was into uh, it. Ah! <laughs> 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 you know, the sound someone makes when a machete goes in their mouth. Yeah. Ah! Uh, it's more like... <laughs> Refreshing, and you you let you put the machete in, and you twist and turn, and blood comes up, and there's this convulsing like <coughs> as it chokes and suffocates while also being stabbed and losing blood, and eventually you, you feel the body, the tension in the body, you know that that feeling when the body goes limp, you feel it, and then you start to hear a here need to go oh it's shit. That's not good. No, that's self-destruct. Fuck, fuck to the car. So everyone runs. Um, Dashes, jumps. Yeah. (laughs) So how far can you get in like 10 seconds or five seconds? 60 feet from it? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I would imagine we could do our dashing action. So yeah, 60 feet. Is he still half Um, the size he used to be or did he come back to his normal size? Came back to his normal size because your spell lasts a minute, and we got out of combat. Okay, so he did regrow into his normal size as all he right. fell in. Sorry, I did miss that detail. No, it's a bigger bomb then, so that's yeah. all I'm worried about. Um, uh, do, 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 he blows up. 
this giant like this is it's not a giant mushroom cloud because usually those are really giant. So it's a Miss Mini mushroom cloud. It's a little like uh, explodes in that area. It sort of sucks up all the sand and shoots it up into the air. And um, the Fate Four falls over. It sort of flies up and falls down onto its side. And everyone just barely jumps out. It's got a dexterity save from everybody. Natural 20. 18. Can I slow walk? 22. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, you can slow walk if you want. I got so a everyone... four, dude! A four! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so everyone, uh, so Varel ducks for the sands, Stanley ducks for the sands, the Fate Four lifts up and falls over onto its side, Bok Bok turbos his way down, he just keeps running. <laughs> he just got there, he just ran in, and he's running back. And um, uh, Hope is walking, all like, yeah, whatever. And, you know, uh, <laughs> Nash flies up into the air <laughs> and gets thrown uh, several uh, dozen feet and takes a bit of all damage as he is. My dexterity throws this today are terrible. Or my right, dexterity take, rolls. Uh, 14 points of damage. Holy shit! <laughs> The only damage Nash has taken today has been from us. <laughs> he, he flies through the air and just hit the ground and just roll and just yeah, you hit your head on the stone as you roll and it's like and you're like ah, you just hear nothing but swearing coming out of Nash. Yeah, every damage point I've taken this entire encounter, failed throws or failed rolls, it's killing me. Literally. Yeah. It's literally eventually a bunch it. of a big wave of sand falls down on top of everybody, and there's smoke and you smell charred flesh in the air and, and sulfur. Stick my head up out of the sand. Buck, 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 buck. You hear it from distance off, uh, like a little head pops out of a sand mound and it's like, get myself out and go pull him out of the sand. Does anyone else require exhuming? I'm good. I'm good. Just I'm not good, actually. Sand. I'm not good at all. I'll go help Nash up. <laughs> Nash, are you alright? Not really. I've had a rough one. Well, come on. Let's get the car righted, and let's get out of here. Boyd. We can check on him. Where is the boy? The car? <laughs> the the Fate <laughs> 4 is tipped over on its side right now. Yeah. Let's go push it I'll... back, Varel. You're big. Well, let's we check it over... on Tedna. He was in the car when I left. He was doing better, but let's make sure he's okay. Yeah. Now you climb into the vehicle and you sort of find him pretzel-shaped on the other, on the bottom side up against the cupboards. Doesn't appear to be dead. Seems to be breathing, but is still unconscious. I'll put an right. arm around my shoulder and work him toward the door. Or actually, no, there's the back door there, so I'll kick open the back and kind of... Okay, and take him out? Alright. Yeah. So you, you sort of take out his limp body and throw him on the ground. Alright. Okay. I'll strength check the car. <laughs> okay. Is it just you? Is anyone else helping? I'll, I'll help. I'll help. Yeah. yeah I'll help. Right. So every, everyone roll a strength check. No, wait, maybe I don't want to help. I'm 11 hit points. You know what? You all do it. <laughs> you rest, Nash. I don't want something like, ah, uh, tips over and crushes your freaking leg and like Why don't you shrink the car? We'll ride it, and then it'll grow back in a minute. 
I could shrink it. Yeah, you know what? That's not going to hurt me. Let's do that. I'm shrinking the car to half its size, Bo. All right. You shrink the it's a good thing you took the guy out of it. I'll say that. <laughs> we would have killed him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We took uh, him out, right? Is there anything else we need to take out? No, it's just uh, it's just like living objects mostly. Okay. Right. But we'll say the car. You shrink the car down um, to half its size. So it's still heavy-ish, but it's not a full ton. It's half its weight. So I still need everyone to roll to lift it up. 19. 22. You guys go. I'm good. Uh, and Bok Bok ba also rolls. Okay. And he, as he pushes up, he lets that little fart. He's like, pfft. <laughs> 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 Um, and yeah, you, you, you race the vehicle again. The vehicle gets pushed up. Urgh, effort. And, but, you know, it's not as hard as... you. It, it's lighter than you would expect because of half of its size. And you push the Fate 4 back up on, onto its um, wheels. There's a hole in the top of the roof that's still there, um, blown open on the top left of the vehicle. But you, can't fit, the in the, you can't fit in the door. Well, the hole right now... Being half the size it would be, it's about twenty feet in diameter. Wait, it's not okay. twenty feet. Sorry, ten oh. feet in diameter. So the, the whole roof is gone. Oh, but a large yeah. portion of it's gone. The roof is gone. It's like a little. You still have the windshield and everything. It's a little box box um, car now. Of, the top left, the driver's side. Yeah. Okay. I just go give it a minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A minute elapses and the car returns to its normal shape. Check on Tedna. Your metal trigger. Okay, Tedna's on the ground, like. Tedna. And yeah, as you go, how are you? What are you doing to check on him? I, I'm just. <laughs> you, just you just shake him violently. I <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is very emotional for Hope. This is, she doesn't know what to do. You're going. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you okay? Uh, uh, uh. All right, so you go to you go to grab him and just look at him and 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 look him over just to make sure he's okay. And, and as he slowly comes into conscious, and then he doesn't know where he is, and then his eyes meet yours, and he smiles and he says, "Did we do it?" I'll smile back. Yeah, we did it. And he just he just sort of stares at you and smiles and. Who's we? And then, and then he, he says, "You're so beautiful." <laughs> and then, he, and then, and then, and then he sort of fades out and back into unconsciousness. Let's get him back in the car. Well done, heroes of the waste. That was a fine first performance. Hope, a little long on the death, but well done. I, I think he's got a. He's taking a shine to you, Hope. The, yeah, the boy. Well. He demonstrated bravery, and he could operate the motor vehicle. He's got to go back. We can't he keep him. He nearly got himself killed. We can't keep him, Burrell. <laughs> we can't keep him. But you're not wrong. The kid the, goes back. Uh, as you guys are saying this, Bok Bok comes up to also contribute to the conversation. He sort of smells him, and he goes... <laughs> he looks up at you guys and goes, Fresh! Fresh? Bok Bok. Buck, buck, eat. The goblin, he says to 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 Varel. Buck, buck, eat, eat. Fresh, fresh, dead, dead, fresh. Oh, uh, buck, buck, eat. Uh, metal man, bits, bits, scraps, scraps of the metal man. Buck, buck. Yeah, uh, uh, good. 
I'll start Perfect. moving the kid onto the truck. We've got to go, guys. As you do it, uh, Bok Bok smells his leg and Bok like Bok tastes his skin. <laughs> no. Brave, good fight, Bok Bok, but no. Reward with meat, bear meat, bear meat, good. Mm. He crosses his arms and just looks down and goes, mm. He's like, Bok Bok have no fresh in three days. Three days. Who let him eat meat three days ago? Where where did he get this human three days ago? Not three days, two days. Wait, that's even sooner. Bok Bok, where are you eating people? <laughs> that camp! Bok Bok fresh! Bok Bok have fresh. We will discuss this. <laughs> Why? Bok Bok hungry, Bok Bok like fresh. Who? No, no, no. Name, no, no, name, name. Did you? Would, I wouldn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you find it, Bok Bok? Mm, in in mountain, mountain, walk mountain, walk round mountain. Fresh, fresh, fresh on ground. Fresh body in the mountain. Eh? Fresh on ground. Bok Bok, Bok Bok, no, Bok Bok, no, um, no bad bad. No oh, already man. dead. Already dead fresh man in the ground at, at Mountain. Mm, fresh man in Mountain. Ah, and I turned to the group now. In magical Comic place. It was a magical place. Fresh man dead in the mountain. Delicious. Good. Ah, Bakpak has not killed. So he ate a body he found in the mountain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. But it was already dead. Yeah, it was. How big was it? Ask him how big it was. Was it uh, a big man? Sure, a bok bok. It got. Uh, <laughs> normal man. Uh, normal big, man. Big knee. Um, big knee. Uh, 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 not much meat meat. No meat. L- little little meat meat. Little meat meat. Stringy. Little meat meat. Um. Feel a little ugh. after eat after eat. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Tell me, tell me, ache. Tell me, ache. Mm. After eat. I was hoping. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. I was hoping it was orp. Be <laughs> a lot of meat. <laughs> yeah, I think he'd remember orp. That'd be a journey. Bug <laughs> Pog could come back weighing yeah. about a hundred pounds <laughs> extra. I think he'd make a house out of it and just have an eating house where he'd wake up. And just eat his bed and his walls. We'd never see Bok Bok again. He'd be living like Scrooge McDuck. Mm-hmm. He, he turns his attention back to Ted now. He's like, with his tongue out. Fresh, 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 fresh pinky. <laughs> there should be plenty of fresh pinky where we go, but for now, squid and bear, Bok Bok, squid and bear. Okay. Obey King! And he takes a little bow. We must go. Yes, the direction for all. Can you deduce where we're all to? Do a survival check with the sun. Ooh, natural 20. What a waste, but yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Alright, you're trying to figure out uh, where exactly you are? 
Yeah, after the battle and the card getting flipped around, getting us back on track for the TT. Yeah, so you reorient yourself in order to know which direction to move on the map. You get a sense of which way is north and west, or sorry, east and west based on the sun and based on the shadows. And um, you get a sense for north and south from uh, the orientation, uh, the sense of magnetic fields. Although you don't know, you don't wouldn't articulate it that way. But you kind of feel feel the pull in the right direction, and you just know which way is which way. You can tell Hope where to go to get to the teeth, which is north, uh, southwest. All right, and as we drive and head out, well, Stanley, would you like to drive? Keep in mind, there's also the mountain range off on the horizon, which you can see a very little bit. That sort of guides you. You know, on the north side, there's no mountain range, but on the south side, you do see the mountain range into the west. Okay. Uh, sure, I'll go ahead and keep giving it a little try until I get the hang of this. And uh, I'll keep trying to learn to drive. Okay. So if you want to learn to drive, which means maybe you become have a proficiency with the driving skill, it take a number of weeks, but you'd eventually get that practice and becomes can become skilled with it. If we want to do some training, that's up to you guys, though. But yeah, it's going I to figure take a number. Hope and I can alternate. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Back and forth on who's driving for a while. Sure. All right, and let's uh, let's move along. So, John, you're driving for now. Yeah. So let's move a hex, and let's forget a die roll. It's a d12, right? Yeah. Two. All right. Well, so I'm asleep, by the more. way. I'm sleeping in the car. <laughs> okay, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. Yeah, good call, good call. Bok Bok also, he curls up next to your feet mm-hmm. uh, like a dog and starts resting. Uh, Tedna is just lying there. I assume he's on the couch. Um, yeah, and the, su- the, su- the sun begins, as you guys drive for those two hours, the sun begins to go down now. Because you, you drove eight hours before, then drove another two, then it's 12. So it's starting to become sunset. It's dusk, we'll say. Well, continue on during the night. Can you, or should we? I would like to rest at some point. So, at some point, we should set up a camp. But we may be able to go a little further. Whatever you're feeling, Stanley. All right. We'll maybe continue another two hours, and we'll call it. Okay. You guys could also alternate once one of you drives and one of you doesn't for sleep. Mm. Okay, so roll two more. Uh, each of you roll one, uh, one d twelve. It's a seven for me. Two. All right. Well, you continue on your way without a vent as uh, it turns into full night now. All right. Now I want to sleep. Cool. Okay. So you're going to continue driving through the night, or you're going to cut the engine and and make a camp of it. Um, I haven't rested at all, so we'll cut the engine and stop the car. Alright. And I jump out of the car. <sighs> Start to wallow. <laughs> Wait, are you, oh, you're going to make your, your um, uh, sand camp for yourself outside of the vehicle. Yeah, basically like like almost, you know, like scratching at the door, starting to get a little antsy as the sun goes down. I don't want to sleep in this thing. All right, so you go ahead and make yourself a, an outdoor camp. Um, Nash, you wake up from, <laughs> I think you've been asleep for eight hours. It's close to eight. It's a six-hour part of the rest sleep, so you're fully rested. You're now at level one, or you're cleared of exhaustion. Is that clear? Cleared of exhaustion, right? Should yep. be. Yeah, yeah, perfect. 
Uh, so you're cleared of exhaustion, and uh, Hope and Stanley are looking to go to bed. Bok Bok is still sleeping, and so is Tedna. So would you engage in the watch for the evening? Uh, Scott, will you, will you engage oh, in, in Sorry, in I'm, the he- watch I'm the healing evening? my thing, and i sorry, I thought you were talking about something else. <clears throat> oh, it's okay, it's okay. Okay, my exhaustion now has zero, and I'm back to 34 hit points, everybody. Guess what? Woo! I'm taking first watch. Go to sleep, suckers. <laughs> Thank you, Nash. All right, perfect. And all your spell slots are recovered. Yep. Um, okay, so uh, everyone starts to head to sleep. Scott, since you have first watch, uh, is anyone else taking watch or is Scott taking all the watches? It's up to you guys. Because usually a, a long rest is eight hours. Yeah, long rest is eight hours. Everyone, um, you sleep for six of those eight hours. Yeah, I mean, I can take a watch at the end of my long rest um, once I'm back up. All right, Scott, uh, let's get it. I want everyone then who's going to participate in watch. Varel, you can watch too, right? I think. Yep. Everyone roll a d12. Okay. I don't know that sound of this sounds good, but all right. Six. Mm-hmm. Eleven? Was that ten, Hope? Yeah. Varel, what'd you roll? Six. Okay. All right, so uh, Scott, during your um, during the first part of the the sleep, uh, let's see, you are you are out. Um, <clears throat> you're where? Where do you stand? Watch? Are you in the vehicle? Or are you outside? Um, I'll say I'm outside. Uh, I, I'm sitting cross-legged on the hood of the of the car, or on the roof of the car. Okay. Oh, do we even okay. have a roof, though? Hold on. There's still some roof left. Yeah, there's roof left. Okay, I'm, if there's room, I'm sitting up there, so I have a good vantage point. Okay, so you're standing watch over the vehicle, um, and nothing happens. For the, in the nice, cool air, everyone goes to sleep. It's very quiet. The desert's still. Except you notice some movement about an hour in to the rest, to the west side of you. Okay. And you sort of peer over, and you see there are humanoid shapes moving against <clears throat> the horizon on the on the waist. They're walking. They appear to be walking in your direction. They also appear to have some kind of animal with them. Again, a shape you can't make out, but they don't appear to be riding them. Okay. They appear to have them by their side. Multiple you of these see animals. That shape. Yes, you see about. Eight to ten different shapes against the horizon. Okay. I'm surprised I can see these, given that my sight's no good at night. Or is it nighttime? Right, but the, the, there's the moon that's out. The sort of you know, there's a, there's a dull as your eyes adjust to the darkness. You can see small silhouettes against the black. Okay. You see them coming. They don't appear to be making, taking, the way their body language is to be taking great pains to conceal themselves as they approach. But they're approaching you, your vehicle, like your area. Do I know where, uh, do I know where Varel is sleeping? Or where his little uh, dirt nap is? Varel? Where did you make the Yeah, how far are you from the camp? I would have jumped right out the door and then about six feet away just rustled on in. Okay. I'm going to go I would like to go over there to his little mound and tap it and go, Varel, wake up, dude. Varel. 
shake off some sand, get my head out of it. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to do this, but I think we might have a problem. And wise to wake me, and I stand up. What? Come, come, come look. Come over here. And I take him to where we'll have a decent vantage point. On the horizon. uh, People, I don't know who, and then I don't know what they've got with them there. Can you make, can you see that any better than I can? They're coming our Uh, way. 15 perception. Okay, you peer out, and they begin getting closer as well, so that helps. Um, They're definitely lizard folk. That you, you take one look at them and you count four lizard folk standing upright, walking with purpose towards your camp. They have steeds with them. Um, definitely velociraptors. My. You can't make out details. There's still dark silhouettes in the back, but you can you read them immediately as this. This is a this is a lizard folk hunting party. They. What does that mean for I'm, us? Are we is this bad? They likely are looking for supplies. Our vehicle does look like scrap at the moment. We should we should roust everybody slowly and begin to meet them. If you uh, you'd know best if they're lizard folk. I don't I don't trust these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and so, I'll go, run into the, the Fate 4, you know, not trying to rock the whole thing with my weight and all, but, you know, going, touching all all the important people awake except for the boy. <laughs> okay. And then everyone rouses. Uh, Ro, what is it? My people approach. Your people? Lizard folk. Lizard folk, are you? Yes. I'm guessing because this happened during first watch, I have not benefited from long rest. No, yet. you have not benefited from long rest. Okay. But just remember your role. <laughs> if you happen to go back to sleep tonight, if that happens, then you can preserve the roles. Okay. This will be tonight's event, so to speak. So, all right. Um, uh, as you, uh, everyone gets up, sort of puts their clothes back on, gets ready for God knows what. Uh, you you wait outside and you see the approaching figures on the horizon and there's no light illuminating the land so uh, it's not until they get very close that you begin to see the scale it's hard to tell which color they are but they look similar to Varel in that they may be bronze or they may be green they all every all the lizard folk in the night moonlight look sort of a dark obsidian and the lizard folk stop moving as uh, they notice that you notice them when there's sort of two parties standing across an open desert area and one of them steps forward and says I am Diptak I seek Varel Rasvim Kurek and then I'll step forward I am Varel Rasvim Kurek what do you seek of me I seek to challenge you for the hand of your consort, Taipala. I will trans- you have transgressed the natural order of our tribe. It is I who is meant Diptak of the Golden Land. Who is, is meant? This draconic, actually. Okay. Who is meant to to 
to husband the great Taipala. She has no right to allow you to claim her. I give Nash a little nudge and quietly yeah, you... say to him, See, I'm not the only one that gets Actually, in trouble with the it's ladies. Dr it's draconic, so I speak Nash, it. You guys both so Hope's the only one that doesn't understand? Yeah. I don't think I speak it. I don't yeah. speak so it. all you hear oh, is I like ah, 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 you know, you just you can't. So many draconic speakers in this party. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, so anyways, he says Oh, that. I do speak it. <laughs> we all speak it. <laughs> it was like our uh, melee-only World of Warcraft time yesterday. Just a bunch the of The only way to resolve this, Vorel, the bastard, is to is for me to kill you but, in combat. Vorel, you said you didn't have any kids. You don't understand, so you didn't say that. No, she does. She does do speak. speak it. Oh, you do speak it. Oh, I missed it. Oh my god. Okay. So my apologies, Hope. My apologies. Yeah. <laughs> Your mate found you weak, though I have not acted on her advancements. If you seek this battle, you will find it with me. Very well. Let us waste no time in determining the victor. I will crush your face. If you have any last things that you wish to say or do, now is the time. And he begins what? shuffling gonna, off his, look. his, his cloak. He shuffles it off, and he's got this spear with a giant tooth in it. And he's. Just... I'm going to look at Varel, and I'm going to say, Varel, look at this guy. This guy's a joke compared to you. You got this. Waste him and give him inspiration. Now, uh, as, he, as he says, okay, all right. The other, the other three men begin to shuffle off their the lizard folk. Shuffle off their their um, cloaks as well, and pull out their spears. You'll be fighting all four of them. You, you know that this is the way. This is the whole one for one combat is a is human notion. He's brought four of his animals, uh, his hunting party with him. Oh. It would be up to you to have four of your own or not. Because all right, will, uh, step up next yeah. to Varel and yep. take off my leather jacket. I'll turn to you, and this is a battle of champions. If you will, I would be honored to fight by your side once again. Oh, we're all fighting. Okay, great. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Do all we right. have any weapon limitations? I got to sleep for eight hours. <laughs> no, there's the, the... Well, I mean, wait. There are no rules to this. However, oh. there are cultural customs that either you know or you do not so if there's anything taboo it'd be up to Varel to form you okay. but as you say this the lizard folk dip tack grabs his spear and he says and he takes a stance and then the men behind him they take a stance too and he says let us begin and then he charges forward and that's our show oh man dip <laughs> we gotta fight dip tack lizard brawl ask your doctor if dip tack is right for you <laughs> Don't make fun of lizard folk culture. It's no, racist. I, I love the names of everybody. <laughs> so racist. Tedna is my favorite name ever there because it's like Edna with a T. I love it. Tedna. Uh, Tedna. Hey, uh, At some well point, done. He's going to die. <laughs> well, yeah, he's not, Ed, not long this for this world. going to be a big character thing for Hope. Not long for this world. Uh, well, all right. That leaves us there, everybody. Next week, we tackle it again and see what's up with. Uh, there will be dungeons. We don't know. We don't know where Bo's taking us every week. We have no idea. That's what's so fun about this. 
So in the meantime, if you want to send us your emails and tell us stuff, uh, how you feel about the show, ideas you have, questions you have about our characters, all that kind of stuff, you're encouraged to check out therewillbedungeons.com and you'll find all of the podcast links for old episodes as well as video and the rest. It's going to do it for us this week, for me, for Kyle, for Kristen, for John, for Bo. We'll see you next week. Bye now. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.